Hello out there, and welcome back to Table Talk, Discussion, and Discourse. I, as always, am your host, Alejo, a.k.a. Greedon95. Coming at you again, the host whose first and foremost priority is keeping you safe indoors with plenty of content to enjoy, your second host, Aiden. It's Sneaky Adolf. And it's me, your third host, and... I got a bowl of uh, Mexican rice with a bunch of meat and chipotle sauce in it. It's fucking Ooh. good. Ooh. Yeah. Good stuff. Good I, stuff. I have a nice jar of mango lemonade. Oh, uh, I have... Shouldn't it be mango-aide? Oh. No, because there's lemon. Oh, okay. I have a uh, gallon jug of uh, Arizona lemon-flavored iced tea. I, I got have water. I depression. <laughs> well, hey. I have osteoporosis. <laughs> I have genital herpes. Ah. <laughs> I'm gay. Ah. Mm. Anyway, um, so it's that one guy's baby. Yeah, so... <laughs> God, God damn it. Okay, so... Um, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. Please don't leave. Mm. Um, <laughs> the... Don't leave me alone with them. We we have um, today. We're going to be talking about uh, role playing uh, in D and D. But before we do that, we have to have to address something that's been going on uh, on Twitter. And oh, I realize now, we? yes, we do. I realize now that uh, I'm lagging a bit, so this is going to be kind of weird for uh, the boys on the other end, unfortunately. Um, but. So, everybody remembers. Everybody remembers that time where racists called orcs <laughs> black people. <laughs> um, it's... God, I thought it would stop there. Um, but it hasn't. Yep. Um, it continues to be a thing that I see uh, that people are talking about. D&D being... Um, I don't. I don't know what the terms are. I don't know political terms. Um, racial, racially insensitive. Yep. Um. Uh, patri uh patriarchal. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> right wing, left wing, whatever. Whichever wing, yeah, isn't middle the wing. One. Whichever one isn't the one that they're on. Cis het normie scum. Right, mm. right, yes. Yeah, For the beardy boys in the basement. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. So, I see, I see, and I will pull it up right now. Um. Mm. There is, and the person who uh, put these screenshots up um, of tweets, they uh, obviously are being um, sarcastic um, because I've looked at their profile and that's their thing um yeah. and so seeing people say uh D, D is messed up because of the idea of an evil elf culture that is dark-skinned underground matriarchy that is focused on horniness mm -hmm. um or things like uh let's see why the fuck are subterranean people dark-skinned other than racism of course in fairness in fairness they should not be dark-skinned i agree they should be pale. them and i agree Duergar, i've always found weird it is quite now, it is quite now strange. i thought the Duergar were like super pale 
and gray. That's yeah. why they're called the gray dwarves. They're, they're gray. Like, they're like coalish and gray. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've seen different depictions of uh, dark elves being also like light, like grayish. As yeah, well. the one that I would actually lean more towards instead of the Dorger, yeah. I would say the Sphirfneblin, the Deep Gnomes. Those ones, well, so... Yeah. Because those, they're like charcoal. Those ones... Like, they're not black, but they're, like, really, like, blue-black. Sphirfneblin, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Snurf, Smurfs, as mm. everyone knows them. Um, they are supposed to be the color of their environment around them, because that's okay. how... That's, like, they get uh, bonuses to hiding in, like, rocky terrain and stuff. Gotcha. So that's an actual uh, evolutionary feature for them. It's a camouflage for them. Got it. Exactly. And so the other thing is that I... Somebody else pointed out at some point that uh, they... The Drow and the Duragar also got that, so they could also have that kind of feature, but it's not, like, something that is given to them in the books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, sure. That's fine. Um... And then <laughs> there's also mm. uh, this other fucking tweet that says, have totally started changing my games. Evil is never a group. Have stopped using the term race. Never use goblinoids as antagonists, especially at low levels. All encounters have nonviolent alternatives. It makes for a more nuanced game, and nobody has noticed. Well, now, uh, the, the thing is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why never at low levels? Right. Yeah. Like, that... I... That's just poor game balancing. And that's if you juice the fuck out of your goblins. Yeah. do. Um... <clears throat> but somehow, I get the feeling that this person doesn't. I God um, fucking forbid you run into a demon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um... Evil is never a group. Uh, no, there, no. Look, you can there, absolutely hey, hey, have hey. evil be groups. Yeah, it could be the reanimated skeleton of a good guy. Yeah, uh, are brought up, and he's good. Oh, but <laughs> it's not the guy; it's a skeleton. But so. the skeleton's good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. not on undead. <laughs> is in the bones. That's why they call good people milk drinkers. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um but it's it's things like this that I keep seeing more and more that I'm just I don't understand. And somebody put it uh, another person posted and I don't remember what the exact quote was and I don't have it for you right now, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But they said um, basically that there are some people who are coming into this hobby to shut it down mm. and not to play it. They're just there yeah. to see what they don't like and just start saying shit about and it cancel without... and then culture with cancel yeah culture. exactly they're trying to cancel it just because that's what they do mm -hmm. um which i hope that's not the case i really i uh, it seems to be something that's a thing which i don't here's the thing i don't agree I with believe, i believe that that is happening but if D, D will survive the actual like media calling it satanic yeah. and all that mm -hmm. these little bitches that are getting mad over the fact that dark elves have dark skin they're not going to do shit. Exactly. I I, I know that literally... Uh, well, okay. I won't say that. I will say... Well, why, why are dark elves evil, man? And elves are good. Are you saying that dark is evil? <laughs> so uh, that's uh, the what, other thing. Okay. So you can't say the darkness in someone's heart. What is yeah. dark? Right. Bad. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I happen uh, to think that fuchsia is absolutely atrocious. Well, I believe that green is evil. Because Uh, if you think about it, plants are green. And if we Mm. leave our house for like a week, Uh plants will start growing all over the place. They're trying to take over the world. I see. Yeah. No, I mean, I watched The Happening, so really. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking. I... So, M. Night Shyamalama was fucking a prophet. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, basically, this is... I, I know that most people... Mm. most I'm going to go out on a limb and say most people who play the game, who are into the hobby, don't think like these people. Yes. They play yeah, the they, game. Yeah. And mm. they kind of, like, if they don't accept, like, everything in it, which a lot of us don't, then they change it to fit their setting, their table. They do all that kind of shit in order for it to actually work for them, right? Exactly. And I feel like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Maybe if you don't like something in the game that is so homebrewable that it's just amazingly like you could ch- turn it into an entirely different game. Hmm. Maybe you could I don't know take out the things that you don't like. Maybe you can and make the would, Dark Elves also, good. That would involve them knowing how to play the game and exactly. knowing how to homebrew. It, well, literally also one of like the most popular uh, player races is Drow anyway, because yeah, people yeah. love being edgy Dark Elves. Yeah, yeah there's Games that. And, like, the other thing that I gotta say is, like, fucking, even in the Dark Elves, there are good people in there. You've Drizzt got, Orton. Yeah, exactly. There's Driz. He's the hero of like he the is dark, the dark yeah. elf hero yeah right and he is the goodest boy he's the goodest mm-hmm. boy of them all mm-hmm. um and like they have these parallels that you can go and look at of like this is the matriarchal society that is evil oh no bad for the matriarchy down yeah. with the yeah, patriarchy yeah. yeah clearly the fact that they happen to be matriarchal um and happen to be evil is clearly a bash at woman. Exactly. There's it's it's not that they're correlation goddess. equals causation. Yeah. It's not that their goddess basically hates the men of the of the race yep. and only makes the females powerful. Yep. I mean And honestly they, they fucking tell me that an evil god is sexist. <laughs> mm. Also, hey, don't forget that Lolth actually just hates all Dark Elves and wants them all to suffer because that's what yeah. she likes. She yeah. loves the fact that they are all at war with each other because that gives her that big old boner, dude. Yep. She loves it. Big old spider lady boner. boner. Yup. Um, so, that's a thing. Uh, it's Hey, you know what? If If you're offended by Dark Elves... Uh, have you considered playing the uh, tabletop role-playing game Fate of Cthulhu? <laughs> mm. Oh, Aiden, oh, why don't you educate God. me on this? I've heard many great things oh. about Cthulhu. Oh, it makes me want to get a copy of the game and burn it in praise to the game. <laughs> <laughs> it so that's just it's one of the I I fucking hope and. Unfortunately, these kinds, I feel like this kind of look at this without delving too deep and actually trying to understand things, this is going to influence so many people. And I saw, like, some replies to some of these posts of, um, uh, 
like one person was like, I blame Critical Role for bringing in these thin thin skinned people. Ah, and mm. I'm like, okay, so you you can't you can't necessarily br- blame only Critical Role for this. No, um, it's just people are the way they are, and they're gonna find their way here, right? Yeah, if you're gonna blame anything, blame Stranger Things. <laughs> That one's okay. <laughs> because yeah. Matt's our friend. To- Not strangers, man. <laughs> yeah. So, I, again, I, I, I understand that being very inclusive is cool. Right. Yeah. Everybody likes to be included in things and not throwing people out of things because of like race and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's bad. But that's the real world that we're in. Yeah, right. Unfort- as unfortunate as it is, that shit happens. Yeah, that is the real world that we're in, and being able to use that in a setting and emulate that in order to kind of teach lessons or just to have conflict that you can overcome and try to figure out a way that's, like, diplomatic or something that will actually be beneficial, that mm. shit is so good for a story, for a hero yes. character to go through. Because how many how many stories have there been where there's an evil empire made up of only this. Right. And no, then the dude, hero is the other race, and he's the underdog, and he, like, overthrows them, and the world is now happy because you beat the mm-hmm. evil guys. Right. Despite the fact that as soon as you disagree with these people, they claim that you are a fascist. Right, exactly. Um, these people exactly. claim that evil is never a group. But yeah. then if evil is never a group, then good is never a group, then nothing yeah. is a group, then why are groups a thing? Why do groups exist? There are no groups. No, no, there can, there can be groups of good, but evil is oh. just generalized and institutionalized oh. and internalized oh. and any other polysyllabic word that I, I can see. just keep on adding <laughs> prefixes and suffixes to exactly. in order to sound smart. It's mm. good. I feel very Ooh. oppressed and I'm happy. Mm, um, see. <laughs> so it's just, I, I hope and I trust that all of our, our viewers and all of our listeners are smart enough to not worry about this bullshit um, let's be honest here they know they're the enlightened ones exactly. let's be honest here we talk so much shit about so many people right. and we make so many shitty jokes and we're so adversarial to people yep. if people still follow us i think they get it yeah that's true you know what you're right <laughs> Like, if they follow us and they like our content, I feel like they get it. If you are adversarial to everyone, it should shine through that you're not really adversarial to anyone. Exactly. You're just talking shit. We're just just ribbing and doing all those kinds of things. Unless it's Fate of Cthulhu and RPG Pundit, then we're being serious. (laughs) Also, also never forget that Evil Hat Productions, um, Mm. which produced Fate of Cthulhu, uh, in an attempt to be more, like, open to everyone and stuff like that, uh, also released a product called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Yep, that's um, right. Which, like, over-sexualizes them and is literally literally cashing in on a sexuality. Yep. Mm. It's that whole, hey... I mean... I money mean, dude, here, money there. I'm a lesbian. I f- I'm I agree. Mm, mm, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Mm. <laughs> I, I never knew you were a trans woman, Boo. Oh. <laughs> no. I showed you the video, Stephen the lesbian. Yeah, it's true. You, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Come on now. Try as they made to forget it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Aiden, if you could get into the watch together, my man. 
Oh, if you insist. I must, uh, because we're going to be covering um, XP to level 3 again. Uh, He has a video on how to be better at role-playing in D&D. I'll be right back in just a moment. I just need to turn my fan on. Oh, sure. Yeah, go for it. Um, But yes, he put this out. Oh, let me see. I will go and find Uh out. Oh, this thumbnail does not spark joy. Uh, I haven't seen the thumbnail itself. It is Stranger Things. Right, that's right, yes. Um, for some reason he has Stranger Things in the thumbnail because, uh, Stranger Things is popular, that's why. Because um, they're so good at role-playing! No. Yeah, you know. It, they beat so much- Demogorgon we- by rolling a 13! <sighs> yeah, we've, we've seen so much of their role-play, we saw, you know, a turn and a half of a combat. <laughs> There's also mm. one other time in season three. It's season three. Where they have a moment where Will is trying to get them to play D&D, but they're too absorbed in their girl things because they really don't understand girls. And so, and he keeps going, hey guys, let's play D&D. And then he starts being like the wizard and he's like, ah, you know, and he gets, mm. he gets into it yeah. a bit. Guys, why don't you like my dungeon? Guys, please like my dungeon. Guys, I am screaming at you to like my dungeon. Mm. No, that's not the sound of my voice. That's not that's not the point of it. The point of it is to try to get them to take their minds off it, um, and play, right? Mm. And try to get back to normalcy where he can't get normalcy anymore because they just don't do like D and D anymore. Because Will's a simp. Yes. Yes. It's it's but thankfully he learns his lesson uh and he's Hey just man, like, that's offensive to somebody. To it somebody. Um, they should be offended. <laughs> you can be offended all you want. It doesn't change the fact that it's said. Yay. <laughs> um If uh if you want to fix the fact that you're offended, don't be a simp and then it's no longer about you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, this video was posted. Let's be honest, you're a simp. Nothing is about you. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty. It's pretty good. Um, so uh, this was posted in February um, of current year, uh, and so yeah, let's let's start it out here. Sponsored by Stibble's Codex of Companions, a new book with familiars, pets, and critters. Link below. Which I really still want, because this is from Runesmith, Ooh. and he made, like, a whole thing about, like, companions and shit, um, yeah. and, like, a system it's about cool. it, and it looks really cool, and I didn't buy it, because I didn't have <laughs> money at the time. Yeah. But. I know the feeling. Yeah. Hello, and more info at the end of the video. So, you're playing D&D, and while you're playing, and role-playing more specifically, You feel like everybody around you is way better at it. You feel like you've made a terrible character. You can't focus on your character's voice or traits. You get super anxious and overthink it. Oh, right. This is the one I requested, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. This is, this is, I remember watching this and this is fine. Yeah, yeah. This is a fucking excellent video. Yeah. Yeah. Top top tier. You get tired and then you stop playing. And well, now you're here. I'm gonna help you out. First of all, what you're feeling is completely normal. Everybody feels this way. And if somebody has never ever felt this before while playing Dungeons and Dragons, then they're completely lying. Not true. Um, there are probably some people who are born actors uh, that are super into it immediately. 
I, yeah, I, there's I can... all there's yeah yeah, yeah but <clears throat> those make up a statistically insignificant portion of the population i, I understand would say. that i understand that but i'm just saying that's definitely a, a, the case that somebody out there is totally yeah. fine right this is this is the case for most people <clears throat> myself included where actorist man yeah i know um but this is the case for most people i agree this is this is a thing for most people that it's just like oh fuck i don't I don't feel confident in like anything. Woo! I, yep. I don't know. I I would not say I've ever felt unconfident in my characters. I would say that as time has gone on, I've become a better role player. Hmm. Um, Same. and looking hmm. back to some of my old characters, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, um, I I would I say I've, starting out, I've been unconfident. Like every character I start with, I'm like, is the character going to hit? right yeah yeah it's one of those things it's not just like you know it doesn't persist as long as i'm continuing to play the character yeah but like even if the character doesn't hit like you made the character for you i I mean for me like if it hits for me sometimes characters don't hit for you you know like colongo like like colongo didn't (laughs) he never hit i know and he got hit (laughs) yeah everything hit with colongo And they're just trying to show how good they are at role-playing. I've been playing the game for about five-ish years now, consistently playing nearly every day for the past year and a half. And I know that even the greatest of role-players and the best of actors still get nervous and fumble while in character. Even I do it all the time. Role-playing is spooky because you have no idea how other people are going to react. Which is why so many people favor playing online in text format because you can type out everything beforehand and think about what you're going to say and you don't have to sound dumb while it happens. But your group doesn't necessarily do that. You're probably like everybody else where you play face-to-face right in front of each other and that makes you nervous. Maybe it has to do with social anxiety. Maybe it has to do with the fact that you're afraid. But it's okay. We're all here for you. Now your situation may Yeah. <laughs> like like legitimately. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's something that's important that everyone should know that the table is there for everyone to have fun. Yeah. Right. Playing he as makes, a group, not yeah. as a collection of single people. Exactly. Yeah, he he makes a point later on, uh, and I'll like reserve my thoughts until then. Mm-hmm. Where like he really doubles down on that, and I think it's excellent. Um, as something that like I have like somewhat felt from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but but yeah 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 no it's it's very important, and I, this this is, um, I, I'm glad that this is a thing that he made, um, <laughs> because. I I mean, I'm not going to say not enough people do it because I'm pretty sure like every YouTube or every, yeah, every content creator that makes D&D content at some point kind of does this. Um, mm. But I think it's important that it keeps being restated because um, new players exist and they're yeah. going to keep existing and actually having something, many things, many examples from many different people to drive this point home is very important. Um, so, yeah. may not be identical to what I'm explaining or giving examples of, but the advice I'm about to give you should help you. And I'm not trying to tell you how to be better at it. This is more of a way that you can help yourself feel better about role-playing. First of all, have fun with your friends. D&D is a game. 
and everyone around you is also playing a game. We aren't secretly playing a different game where we're all going to try and judge you and everybody else on who can do the best French accent. And if there is somebody that's doing that, they should really knock it off. Remember that your friends mm -hmm. are there. That right there uh, was, I think, probably the biggest thing for me for a while. Right. Is like, who has the best implemented character? Oh no, I mm. don't want to be that guy with the backstory that isn't really relevant uh, mm. or compelling. Mm. I want to be the guy with the best character and oh no, like, is this secretly a competition? And it's like, Nah, dude, we're just hanging out, having a snack, drinking some drinks, rolling some dice, and having a few laughs. Yeah, mm. exactly. It's... Oh, excuse me. Um, it's telling, definitely like, a communal story. Exactly, yeah. Mm. It's it's definitely become... Thankfully, it's become more of a... Excuse me. With every edition, it's become more and more apparent that that is the case, right? Yeah. Because back mm. in the day, yes, it was an adversarial game. Um, yeah. DM versus players. Um... And it was, hey, let's get as much as we can to like level and all this shit. It was, it was very video gamey, power gamey, yeah, yeah. and power mm -hmm. gamey, yeah. Um, but nowadays it's fucking chill. You can just sit there, you can relax, or you can have something tense happen, or you could just have just whatever happen. It's great, and mm. everybody's there to enjoy it, and it's fantastic. It's unique, unlike anything else. Um, uh, sorry, tabletop role-playing games are unique beyond anything else out there. I would say. Mm. Mm. There to have fun, isn't that what you're doing too? So relax. I know that's hard, but relax. And remember that everyone around you is doing the same thing that you're doing. They're going through the same motions in their brain. Halo music. Probably feel similarly <laughs> to you. It's good stuff, dude. I know. It's just it's just kind of weird. Well, no, just, just hearing it. I know. I know. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I, I think I, I understand. It. I'm like, oh. I understand. Yeah. I understand why it's being used because it's a lighter tone. It, you can yeah, yeah, hear yeah. like the, the kind of angelicish stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I will I'll also take this opportunity to double down, take a deep breath. Mm. Relax. Yes, it's hard. I know you hear someone saying relax and that like, immediately makes, makes fall up into yeah. more more stress but like take a second or a third deep breath if you can take a pause take a reset relax and now proceed yeah it's definitely like i know i think, i i've said this before uh to the group that i'm playing with on wednesdays and i uh i'll reiterate it here um it took me two months before i joined that group because mm. I was so fucking nervous. Mm. What, um, what group? The the group that I play with on Wednesdays. Oh, okay. Yeah, around here. Um, so it, it took me two months before, like, I had found it, and I was like, I like D and D. I want to play with people, uh, in per person, you mm. know. And so it took me two months to like actually psych myself up enough to go and play. Right. Yeah. Um. And then when I was there, I was immediately, like, like having those cold sweats of, like, oh, these are new people. Oh, they're not going to like my character. Oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, all that shit was going on. But yeah. I kept just kind of going for it just because it was one of those things of, like, okay, I need to, need to make this. I, I want to make this work because I want to have a good time. 
and all this mm. shit. And like, I know they're not going to be here going. I know they, they probably are at least, sorry, my, in my brain, I was like, they're going to make fun of you and they're going to not be as into the game as you are. But then, <laughs> you know, I, I thankfully wasn't right about that because everybody's there to just play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Trying to get at is that you're not alone. And it's not a competition. If you don't feel comfortable about saying something, don't. If you don't want to overexert yourself, don't. Nobody is going to judge you for that. And if somebody does, then they're in the wrong. Having fun with your friends means role-playing with them, not at them. Don't try to be clever at every given moment and try to come up with something cool to say that will make everybody impressed. Ask other players questions about their characters. Maybe things that you're just curious about. Maybe your character relates to another character in a certain way, and that can be a bonding moment for the two of you. Maybe you just want to talk to them and understand what the meaning of life really means. Or maybe you just want to talk about magic spells or something along the lines of that. Or what you're currently doing in the mission right now. Or your true feelings for them. That alone will make you feel so much more comfortable because you can relate your situation and your role-playing to another person instead of just... Man, I have to tell you this. I really, really, really hate you. <laughs> oh, God, I finally got that off my chest. That would be so good. Ooh. Oh, I would fucking I hope love that. I still be uh, adventurers. <laughs> I, was, I was afraid that I would die without being able to tell you just how much you really meant to me as a person that I... Ooh, I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if that if that happened. Like you're not alone. Oh, uh, I would love it if that happened in an actual fucking game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody were supposed to do that. I swear to God, every time you make the stew at night and you cut the carrots lengthwise, I fantasize <laughs> about going back to your crib and, and seeing baby, little baby you, and just killing you. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Or it's... when you eat the pocky backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that'd be so good. Yeah. But I, I, I do appreciate that he's encouraging you to find that connection. It's it's definitely yes. uh better to relate your characters to other characters by actually having them ask questions. Because you as a person have questions about each other's characters, so why wouldn't your character have those questions? Right, it's it. It mm. becomes a natural kind of segue into actually talking, which is important. Please talk with your party. Yeah. Yes. Uh, especially to, um, because and this is a little trick for uh, if you're ever unsure what to say around people. Most people love talking about themselves. Yeah. Not not all, but like a fair portion of them do. So if you're ever unsure where to go next in the conversation. You can just, like, try to take uh, the way that the conversation has been going and lead that into the person somehow talking about themselves as something that is, like, along the same tangent as the conversation. Hmm. So, like, if you're ever unsure what your character's doing uh, and, like, say you're traveling or something in a wagon... You can just start talking to another player, like in character, uh, your your character talking to them, and be like, "So, uh, so why why did you say that to that guy back there?" Mm. 
Um, yeah. And most people who have like developed characters will love to share about yeah. their character. Um, and I mean, and... even if if they don't have a developed character, it'll give them a moment to like think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or to ad lib, or mm-hmm. maybe they're not feeling quite so confident, and they go, "I, I don't know." Hey, by the way, uh, how did how did you see that ambush coming? What's up with that? Mm. Uh, well, like I spent some years in the army. Oh, really? My father did, and like it can cause a whole like group discussion about everyone's characters' backstories, and the DM is sitting there behind his screen, like finger, like hands folded, and just like smiling, mm-hmm. um, because there's nothing better than a party, um, uh, a D and D group that is made of friends, but also a party that's made of friends. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Having... oh you were in the you were in the army. Oh, my dad died in the army. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Three. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, my, um, my, fa- my father fought for the Germans back in uh, oh, oh. about 50 years ago. Oh, oh, really? oh. My, oh well, my dad fought for the Allies. Oh. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Um, it's like, well, yeah, my, 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 dad my father the- died in France. Oh, well, that was actually, my father was injured in France, but uh, that was the last battle he fought in. <laughs> they say he took down a thousand Germans single-handedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, and he mentioned one particularly pathetic called, one that pissed his pants as he died. Yeah, they called him German Killer Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Nazi so Killer Ned. The the other, <laughs> the other thing that I I want to say about what he said, um, mm-hmm. he said that if you're not feeling confident that you uh, don't have to talk, um, I agree to an extent. Yeah, to an extent, because um, there's only one way to build confidence in that aspect, and that's mm-hmm. when you have yes, to start talking. Exactly. Um, if you're not feeling confident about it, definitely like take the back seat and listen to the conversations that are going on around you. Um, and if you can interject with something that kind of um, gets your character to interact in, even if it's just a, a minimal way, you know, it'll help to start getting you to the point of being more and more confident to actually talk. Yeah. Um, and if you're not good at coming up with things on the spot that's fine you know just take and like quite literally uh if you look at our D campaign devils and dice that we've been doing mm. fucking i will and i do this regardless in real life as well in everything that i've ever done i will just go uh uh um, all the time <laughs> i will yeah. stutter things out i just because i I can't think of everything on the spot sometimes, and sometimes yeah. my brain goes a little too fast in my mouth, and then I'm like, wait, where am I going? Uh, uh. <laughs> um, I love, too, that you said my brain goes a little too fast in my mouth. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, really drives that home. Uh-huh. Mm. I, I, I'm not good at speaking, but I like to do it. Um, <laughs> and so it's one of those things of, like, people, hopefully, I mean, once you definitely once you're in a group of friends that you're more comfortable with you'll have those people who like rib you for that like i know like everyone does in a friend group i you said the word wrong haha right yeah um that's just a common you am, thing you am big dump and i yeah. be smart <laughs> you caveman brain you idiot um but you brain smooth like pebble <laughs> me brain texture like broccoli exactly exactly <laughs> The wrinkles are, like, just enormous. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
in, in canyons. In the beginning, unlike <laughs> in the beginning uh, of playing with people, or... even if it's friends, even if it's people that you don't know, people aren't gonna be like mean to you just for the sake of it, right? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, Boys, Brang looks like a dang pecan. <laughs> <laughs> My guy, your brain is wrinkled like a raisin. Oh. <sighs> Smart boy. <laughs> anyway. There's other people around you also role-playing. You can role-play with them and bounce that energy off of them to feed your own. You don't have to sit there and just try to be awesome at every second. You can just be like, I'm going to talk to you, but as my guy. And that's role-playing. Separate yourself from your character. You are your character, yes, but you're also playing your character. Actors aren't actually their roles, and you are not actually killing a goblin. So you shouldn't think that the things you're saying are actually the things that you are saying. Mm -hmm. They're your character. Mm. If you say something stupid, that's your character. You get the opportunity to have a mask and hide behind that mask and blame all of the dumb <clears throat> stuff on that mask. But what if people... Mm. It's always really spooky whenever someone plays a self-insert for, like, most of a game, and then they do something, like, <laughs> abjectly awful, and they're like, guys, I'm not my character. And you're like, mm. Mm, yeah, yeah, once you start doing the abhorrent mm. shit, that's when you're not your character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, like, I, I agree with him again to an extent. Um... Personally, I like to get into my characters so, like, to be the character, right? Like, yeah. he's, you're not that character, obviously, in physical, like, stuff, unless you're playing a self-insert, I guess. Um, mm. uh, in physicality or anything, you could, in fact, be in physicality or, or all that kind of stuff. But I'll what I'm saying... Know, my hair is so waxy, I can pick a lock with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but what I'm what I'm saying is just, like... Even though I'm not my character, I want to be that character as much as possible, right? Mm -hmm. I, I want to think like that character. I don't want to look at it as I'm me playing that character. I am that character in the game right now. And yes. it's, it's good to, to differentiate, of course, because I'm not Pardue, uh, the holy man, <laughs> mm -hmm. obviously. But, yeah. um, but I, I am still that character in that moment. And I want to yeah, think yeah. like that character in yep. that moment. And I don't want to think like I'm thinking right now that the character should be thinking this. Yeah, you become like them. You start to think like them. Yeah. Um, you might notice that uh, in your like off hours when you're not playing D&D, &D, you start randomly thinking about belts because <laughs> yeah. you have a D&D &D character who's obsessed with them. Exactly. And like you notice someone wearing a belt and you hone in on it and then you're <laughs> like, why am I honing in on this? And then you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've said this before, and again, I don't have the source uh, and I don't have perfect, uh, uh, like I'm not entirely sure if this is entirely accurate, but I heard once. Um, and this can be fact-checked, uh, that people that tell stories of D&D &D experiences in their party are using the centers of their brain that are used to create memories, like, like as if they were living them themselves. Mm -hmm. I have heard that as well, but I think it was from you. Yes, I think I had, I had said this once before. Um, so, 
it 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 just it kind of becomes that whole thing of like you are you yes but you are also this other person who lived this entire fantasy life of just going through and doing heroic shit or depraved shit or whatever you did in your campaign whatever it was it was cool and you're still like looking back at it as if you were that person yeah. so um kind of separating definitely separating yourself from a character and how they feel is important so that you're not going well jimbo over here hates me and man uh the chad who plays him uh he must hate me <laughs> right but yeah. but that's not the case shouldn't be yeah. the case i hope it's not the case um it could be the case i guess but it shouldn't but be but hopefully it's not exactly um yes. so like it's good to it's good to go in character stuff is a different beef than out of character stuff definitely and, yes. and it's just like i know some people who um if you do something to screw over their character they'll get like mad at you yeah. in person yeah. um the druid was one of those people yeah um he, he'd get pouty for like a week yep. and it's like well oh, oh, dude it's you know, Chris is Chris isn't Torque, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um you're you're not um uh fucking how did I Oh, you're not German, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, I I really hope you're not playing a self insert because exactly. ooh, boy. Exactly. Um I'm learning things about you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like my character. Sure, that can happen, but like I said before, this isn't a competition. Are you trying to make the most likable person ever? Or are you playing a game where you're going to have fun being in an imaginary world with your friends? It doesn't matter if you say something dumb. It's make-believe anyways. Everyone around you wants to have fun, and everybody is also doing what you're doing. If you need help, ask someone else. D&D is a cooperative game. Even the Dungeon Master is there to make sure you have fun. If you're confused, ask. If you're tired, tell someone. If you're having a hard time coming up with something to say, vocalize it. Likely, other people are going to be happy that you mentioned the thing that they were thinking about. And nine times out of ten, if you vocalize, I have no idea what to say, everybody else is going to be like, oh yeah, it's cool, it's fine. Or yeah, no, yeah, do something comfortable, it's Whatever you want to do. Many players mm -hmm. I know are very mm -hmm. willing to make sure that the newer players who are a bit more nervous feel comfortable when they play. Because yes. it's a game, and we all want to enjoy the experience. It's completely normal to be anxious when you're put on the spot. And if you are anxious, just vocalize it. Nobody's going to try to put you through a rough time just for a game. And if they do, then they're wrong. So, what do... Agreed. Mm. Fucking dickheads. <laughs> yeah. I do love the fact that he does have the disclaimer of like, yeah, there will be like a minority of people that do this, like yeah, five percent of players, maybe, yeah, exactly. maybe less, probably like three percent. I would hope so. But like, if they do that, they should shut the fuck up. Yeah, they should probably maybe like get kicked out of the group i don't know they should leave Ooh. or they could have or they could uh you know pay their debt to society have okay. their hands cut off right and yes and stop being a dick and then stay with the table yeah there you go 
does your character say? It is perfectly okay to say. Uh, I, I don't really know. I, I'm not really sure what to say here. Um, maybe somebody else could chime in. You will not ruin the game, and you most certainly won't ruin everybody else's fun. In fact, you'll make the game more fun because you're allowing other people to step in and you're letting them know your boundaries. Be open, have fun, and don't overthink this. If you've got a good group of people who are supportive, then you're gonna have a fun time with this game. And if you don't, then maybe you should encourage them to be more supportive. It goes both ways. Big shout out to Stibbles Codex. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good little little ten, video. ten out of ten, Jacob. Yeah. Mm. There's nothing nothing Beautiful. wrong with this. Yeah. Um, it's an excellent video. Yeah. Um the uh Yeah, uh there there's uh some people who play uh games like uh D and D where they um instead of role playing like entirely, they kind of they they say what their character says, right? Like they, mm -hmm. they go, um, I'm gonna say this like this with the intention of um being diplomatic right mm. or say you know i'm my character goes up and uh would like to intimidate just by being like this like you you can role play it without having to do a voice mm -hmm. um <laughs> or really having the character talk every time right uh yeah. that is definitely you could play a completely mute character that'd be neat mm. Right. Um. Just find out different ways to communicate things. Um. Maybe have a kind of system that's already been set in place with another character, so that you have somebody who can interpret if need be. Um. It, it might be beneficial for somebody who doesn't really do the voices and doesn't feel comfortable doing like a voice or talking mm. that much. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's a good start, but I would say definitely try to get out of your comfort zone with D and D, because it's a lot of fun um, mm. when you just start goofing off with your friends. <laughs> the, the deep end of the pool can be scary at first, but mm. you'll you'll never learn how to swim in the deep part of the pool unless you swim in the deep part of the pool. Exactly. Um, Don't drown. Well you, well, you have friends to help keep you from doing that in this analogy. Yes, that is. Your friends way. are your water wings. Mmm. <laughs> I need my water wings. Okay. Uh well that's that went really I'm the, quick. I'm the pool noodle. Yeah. <laughs> no, the druid is the pool noodle. Mm. No, one. the druid is like the inflatable like snake. Oh, oh okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. Um That that went really quickly and I think we'll just continue right on. Yeah. Um uh... When you're not pausing every three seconds to tear apart a video. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't take that long. And no. hey, you know what? He got to his point in six minutes. I know. It's like a good, like, succinct fucking good video. I like it. Goddamn. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, so we're going to move on to mm -hmm. a video that I found while I was hey, uh, on the on the web. This is... Oh, hey. A Ginny girl. D. Yeah. A this what? Ginny... I know, right? <laughs> Not a beardy boy. Uh, <laughs> at all. Um, this is Ginny D. Mm. Um, she... I have never heard of her before this. 
Um, oh. And she I'm apparently and does uh, stuff that has to do with D&D. And I started watching this, and I was like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> I know I know of her because when I was on the Wormwood Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, frankly, spending way too much money on some Obsidian Dice, um, I happened to cross the... Oh, wait, no, actually, wait, no, hon. Yeah, I designed my own dice at the bottom. Um, uh, yeah, she has, like, a turquoise set that Wormwood is making for her with yeah, a special, that. like, turquoise and Wenge inlaid, um, dice box, oh. which I got a super, actually, co- uh, compliment her sense of style on that because my, um, Lovecraft dice box is Wenge with inlo- inlaid turquoise. Nice. Yeah. I could be pronouncing that wrong. It looks like Wenge, but I heard from someone it's pronounced Wenge. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard that before. Um, Wenge but yeah, all the time. She put this out a week ago, um, and that's just kind of how I found it, I guess. Just doing the thing a week ago to look for new videos. Um, and this is called The Five Hardest Things About Tabletop Roleplaying. And I figured... Side note, she does a very good Jester cosplay. Yeah, I, yeah, so that's like her profile picture and everything on oh, her channel. Nice. So, um, yeah, she she does music apparently and cosplay. Oh yes, yes, yes! I've seen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw the lollipop one there on the lower right. Uh, yeah, I've, I've watched that one. I don't know what you're referring to. Lollipop. Uh, one. yeah. Uh, Jester's a critical role parody music video. Oh okay, oh yeah. you're you're seeing the recommended stuff, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing that right now. It's not pulled up for me. I got you. Uh, uh, let yeah. me look. Uh... Yeah, I've seen that okay. one. That was uh, that was really well done. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I I watched this and I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty good. Um, got some stuff that is more for you as a person, which is fine. Um, as long as you you know. Don't generalize uh, when it's something that only you really know that you experience. But it could be um, could be that other people do too, and that's how you relate. Hey. Anyway, let's begin. Hey friends, I'm Ginny D, and today I want to talk about D&D. What a surprise. I was chatting with some people on Twitter about D&D videos, and one of the things that came up a few different times, actually, was that even though receiving expert advice from experienced D&D players and experienced DMs is obviously really helpful and valuable, it's also nice sometimes to be able to hear from beginners and people who are still kind of finding their way so that we don't hold ourselves to these unrealistic standards as players or as DMs. I've been playing D&D for a little over a year now, and I still feel like I run into new obstacles all the time as a player too, not just as a DM. One of the things that makes D&D so unique is that it's a really long-term, really involved game. I mean, you can play a D&D campaign for literal years, which is a huge contrast to something like a board game that you can play in a few hours or a video game that you can play in a few weeks. But that's also one of the things that makes it so hard. It's complicated, it has complicated rules, you have to be really focused during long gameplay sessions, and you're playing with a group, so there might also be interpersonal challenges. And if you, like me, discovered D&D by watching really experienced people play the game really well on live streams or on podcasts, you might not be prepared for the things that you'll struggle with when you play. So I thought today I would talk about some of the things that have been challenging for me as a player so far. But first, Okay, yeah. So, but first, she, I think this is the sponsorship. Uh, yeah. 
But um, before getting past that, um, the one thing that I kind of like focus, right? Being focused uh, in a long session, there's different levels of that, I would think. Um, yeah. Because you don't have to be, like, hyper-focused all the time. You can, you yeah. Can, you can be kind of lax. Um, considering you're with a group of people that are in your party, some people will pick up things more often than other people, right? In certain respects. Um, more often than not, you'll probably have a party scribe who's busy scribbling away. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you, boy. That's... Well, hopefully everyone's taking some sort of notes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the hope. But if not that, then you'll have one person who is taking all of the notes. But, again, if you have a bunch or of people... Or mix up the two. Yeah, exactly. Where um, a bunch of people all have their own notes, and then you have the scribe with, like, the master copy. Yes, exactly. Um, but in that case, then you have all of these different perspectives who are actually going to find... Um, things that you missed which is very helpful um so you i don't think you have to be super like uh vigilant but you definitely should pay attention <laughs> i mean part of being in like a D session for three four or five hours is similar to like if you've ever had like upper level college courses right. that last three four or five hours is there there's a certain like fine skill of knowing when you can sort of let your mind wander versus like knowing when something was said that you need to like reel it back in for yep mm -hmm. yep definitely it's like driving for long hours too uh yeah yeah basically Let's talk about something that is challenging for DMs, which is maps. Putting together one or... Uh, yeah, okay. So this is a map thing. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Oh, I think it's out-of-the-box encounters, maybe? Have a... No, it's castles and keeps. There you go. Different one. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in castles and keeps, hey, go look at that on your own time. You're not sponsored. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I mean, hey, castles and caves. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, our sponsor for this nah, week Jesus. is Honey. Honey is a wonderful program that allows you to save up to ten percent. Your regularly scheduled content about stuff I'm bad at. Let's do a numbered list. The internet loves those. Here are the five hardest things about tabletop roleplay for me. Only knowing what your character knows. So when you're playing D and D. You are supposed to know only the things that your character would know, not the things that you as a player know. So for example, if somebody else at the table is doing something that your character wouldn't know about, but you as a player, you're sitting at the same table with them, so obviously you know. But if you make your character's decisions based on what you as a player know, but they wouldn't know, that's considered metagaming. It's bad form. This sounds like one of those things that's kind of obvious. Like you hear about it and you're like, oh yeah, of course, my character would only know the things that my character would know. But when you're actually playing, it can be really hard hard not to make decisions based on things that you know. I mean, just last week, my warlock Ashling left her familiar nightshade behind to watch for something, to watch for a creature that was following them. But they ended up walking for like five full minutes before nightshade saw anything, by which point they were well out of
of the 100-foot telepathic range that she has with her familiar. But she hadn't told Nightshade, oh, come back to us when you see something. She had told Nightshade, watch to see if you see something. So if Ashling had called Nightshade back immediately after Nightshade saw something, that would have been metagaming, because Ashling wouldn't know that Nightshade had seen something. So instead, I had to be like, well, I guess she waits like 10 or 15 minutes before she calls her back, by which point the creature had already caught up to them and was already attacking them. So any benefit they would have gained from knowing about the creature completely disappeared because I didn't want to metagame. Most of the time, I think people don't want to metagame. They're not mm. actively trying to like cheat at D&D. I think it's just very, very- Okay, okay. so I have a couple of things um, <laughs> about this. First off, um, differentiating player knowledge and character knowledge can be difficult, yes. Um, yeah. Having started out before, like way before, and like uh, having to get into that mindset was uh, a little challenging. Um, it's definitely become easier the more that I've played. Um, in fact, I will catch myself uh, during games going, oh wait, I wouldn't know that, fuck. Right. Um, and then just kind of not do whatever it was I was going to do. Um, the other thing that I wanted to note about knowledge is um, the difference between uh, your life experience knowledge and the, pl the character's life experience knowledge. Mm -hmm. That is something that is kind of... Um, it's... It, it's hard to keep track of because of, well, it's not, so it can be hard to keep track yeah, of. Yeah, it, it, can, it can be hard or easy to keep track of based on, like, what it is. Like, exactly. knowing that trolls are weak to fire, your character may not know that. Yes. But if your character is an alchemist and your profession of choice happens to be chemistry, mm. then, like, it's not too much of a stretch to know, like, oh, my character probably knows that sulfuric acid in someone's eyes is bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other thing. You also have to take into account the world setting, right? You have to take yeah. into account the level of knowledge that the world has of certain things. Yeah. Um, Are there fairy tales about trolls being set on fire? Yes, exactly. Like, if... If you make, like, I remember uh, when I was DMing for my group um, before the whole quarantine thing started, uh, my, my group would um, kind of give me arguments of how they would know certain things um, because of what their characters kind of had gone through in the, their backgrounds, right? Mm. Or how they would have grown up in a society that they had grown up in um what they had learned in that case and because they would have learned it that way the fact that they knew it as people um they could translate it um like basically think uh the best way i can put it is that historians know history and if they're playing a character that is from a certain um, land that is like this other kind of history, they can kind of make that argument of that land would have this kind of setting. So if they know about how they farm, right, then they yeah. should know that, mm. I guess, is the best way that I can put it. I don't know if that's very clear, um, but it's it's one of those things of... Whatever you've learned in life, you can kind of apply to a character. Um, kind of, sort of, yeah. It, it just, it also depends on the intelligence level of the character, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because I remember uh, 
one of my friends was like, so I would say that a um, 12 intelligence is like a university student. Yeah. And then higher than that is higher than that. And then that's just the levels of um, intelligence that people have in real life. And mm. so if you think of it that way, then there's, you know, reasons why you can kind of assume that they would know certain things. Yeah. Um, and however, there, there can also be the times when you have a character with low intelligence, but mm -hmm. given their upbringing and their style of yes. living, they might mm -hmm. know things that other uh, intellectual people might not know. Yes. You have a barbarian that lives out in like the, I don't know, lives out in some weird remote area, he'll know more about that area and its creatures than some bookworm would. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or like um, a, a person who is like a peasant as a child mm -hmm. whose parents helped clean up rooms in like uh, the royal suites or whatever might know more about the workings of court politics than the slumdog bard. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's a lot of different instances where knowledge that is a player's knowledge can help with influencing how a character's knowledge can be as long as the situation makes sense. Yes. Um for that character to What's what's really hard to know is uh when your character would know something that you don't. Yes, that and is difficult. Yeah. And it's, and it's like whoo! Yeah. Time for me to just make some vaguely worded rolls and hope the DM rolls with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, usually the DM can correct you or, you know, put you on the right path if need be. Um, uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out is uh, Nightshade and Ashlyn. Um, I don't remember what Nightshade is as, like, the familiar. I know it's the it's familiar. The familiar. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... I'm just gonna criticize a little bit of the, the, the what happened there. Um, does does Nightshade not know what they're trying to like look for? Would Nightshade not have the intelligence to go? I'm looking for a thing. I saw the thing. I should tell my master. The telepathic link. I I know about the tele out of the yeah. range. Of but the I telepathic mean, at this link. point, the telepathic link would be broken, and so yeah, that's, I think they that's know fine. that. Yeah, my question would be, why doesn't Nightshade or Ashlyn both know that, like, oh, hey, if I get too far away, like, from me to that tree over there, yeah. I can no longer read your mind. There's that, and yeah. then I would say that the familiar has at least enough intelligence to move back as soon as seeing something in order to let them know. And it's not yeah. something that needs to be expressly stated. Yeah, right. Because like, it is still a living thing with its own mind. It's not just it has self. It's not a robot with zero intelligence. Exactly. It it has self preservation, and so I feel like, hey, look for these things means hey, these things are coming for us. Maybe you should let me know. Yeah. Or uh. I mean, it it also depends on how the creature would interpret. Because I don't know what the creature is, right? Yeah. I, if it's uh, if it's like a raven, oh, it's intelligent, right? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. If it's a pseudo dragon, it's pretty fucking intelligent. If it's mm -hmm. uh and a fucking quasit, it's pretty intelligent, right? Like there's many things that could have yeah, because a I, moment. I don't think many warlocks would get a familiar that's like retarded. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, so that would be fun. It would be kind of funny, <laughs> and I would enjoy it, but 
it's one of those things where I question it a little bit just because I feel like that situation could have been argued against. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, I mean, it's not my game, whatever. It's <laughs> very hard to separate what you're thinking from what your character would be thinking because you're playing your character. It's inextricably tied. I think DMs can help with that too in a couple different ways. I have two different players who I know watch Critical Role, so sometimes if they are going up against a monster that I know has appeared in Critical Role, I will reskin it visually or rename it or tweak some of its attacks or its weaknesses to make sure that they can't, mm -hmm. like, even yeah. unknowingly metagame knowing how to fight that monster most effectively. Yeah. Staying focused. <laughs> this one is hard for a number of reasons, not least of which is that I have ADHD. This is one of those things that I think it's very frustrating when your fellow players are not focused and you are, so you don't ever want to be the problem player who's not focused. Like if I look over and one of my players is like checking Twitter on their phone, it's very frustrating for me as a DM and it makes me feel bad like I'm not doing a good job keeping players engaged. And then as a player, if it's so yeah uh that is actually a, an important thing to note um it, it's one of those things of it, it sucks fucking feels bad man when you yep. see your players that are on the phone or just like looking away and just doing something else and just don't look like they're paying attention um it it, it sucks for me just because uh it just makes me feel like like she said i'm not doing a good job and like not captivating them right like mm. whatever's happening but it does depend on the situation as well yeah like exactly if if they're not paying attention because it's not their scene and they're nowhere near it that's fine um mm. it's just one of those things of they have to be paying attention enough to when i come back to them they're not going huh what right like yeah nah. like, like i had a couple of my players um a few sessions back um I started on, like, two players wanted to go on a shopping trip, so I was like, all right, these tend to go a bit long, uh, <laughs> and I finished up with them, mm -hmm. and two of my other players had set up lures in Pokemon Go, oh, um, God. and they're just kind of, like, sitting there idly doing it, and they were maybe, like, five minutes into the lure, <laughs> Oh, and I was like, so what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh... <laughs> Yeah, don't oh don't be like that then. Don't Come do on. that. That's that you're committing time to so like that's something that's very important that everyone should realize is that yeah. D&D is is something where you are committing time. Um whether yeah. like the DM is committing time to creating this kind of uh setting, whatever the story is, whatever they're doing, they are giving you their time and that yeah. is so valuable. Mm -hmm. Like I will never get time back. So if I invest all of this time, I hope that you're going to pay attention enough to enjoy it with me. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise, like, why did I put all this time in? Yeah. Um, Same goes for being on your phone in classes. Yes, The teacher exactly. put in time to prepare that lecture. Exactly. At, the very, at least the teacher is still getting paid. It's true. There There's, is that. They're still getting their compensation, whereas in this... Time and uh, paying attention is the only compensation that you get. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, they're getting paid for their time uh, lecturing. They're not getting paid for the time that they spend at home referencing notes, putting together slideshows. It's true. So, but DMs aren't getting paid to construct their worlds and build characters and motivations I and backstories or some, actually yes, running but... the game itself. Usually, though, they aren't. Um, yeah, but yeah. I would also say 
that technically the teachers are getting paid to do that because that's their job. Yeah, that's they, the only that's the only upside to that situation. Is that they they have it's to, their job and they're getting paid for it. Yeah, they kind of have to do that in order to continue to work to get paid. Yeah, right? regardless of who fails the class because they're not paying attention. Yeah, they'll get paid regardless. Yeah, um, and if they're not doing that, then they're probably gonna get fired. Because yeah, unless of tenure, unless mm. tenure, in which case they just don't have to do shit. And they're yeah. just paid, right? But yeah. if they're actually dedicated to it, they'll actually do the job. Um, <clears throat> but yes, yes. So. But still, don't be on your phones in class. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't. Like this is the kind of thing where, like, every time I hear something about that, I'm like, man, I just want to be like, okay, we're playing D and D. No phones. Give me your phones. Yeah. I, like, so give me I, your phones, I, and I'm tying them up in a bag. So yeah, I wouldn't take someone's. No, phones I know, but so God, that's I, would, I want. I, I just was, want to. I was tempted to at that point and just go like, or when the druid was on Tinder. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um. Um. But like, or at the very I, least, like if you won't let me take your phone and like put it in a bag on the table so you can't get I, it, like, I just have, turn it off. <laughs> I I have taken the druid's phone once. Yeah, and I I just like took it, put it on the screen put it behind the screen and then he was more attentive for the rest of the session exactly well so i the the library also has a, a children's kind of D group but younger kids at least mm -hmm. um and so there was and uh one of my friends dms for that and so uh he was talking about it and he was like yeah we the kids are kind of like rowdy and like sometimes they're just on their phones and stuff. And I'm getting to this point where I'm thinking I might, I might want to start just taking the phones away. And we were like, no, don't do that. That, mm. that does not help the situation. That'll make it more of a, a kind of an animosity kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's more adversarial. Yeah. More mm. adversarial. And it's not going to help you at all. Cause they're just going to be thinking about the phone the whole time, all that kind of shit. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's just not and a that, good thing to do. And then you'll have some fucking Karen say, why is this stranger taking away my child's phone? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't, I think obviously for adults, you know, having that kind of verbal agreement of we're going to play the game, pay attention. And if you're on your phone, like you're not being cool, dude, what the fuck? yeah right like they'll just have whatever punishment in game happens to them mm -hmm. um yeah. like it's just like oh you're on your phone okay so we're gonna go back over here then right like it's not like just if they're not gonna be uh attentive then don't be attentive to them yeah um well i also feel that that could cause a vicious cycle because they're so, gonna feel oh if the dm is being attentive to me then why am i being attentive to the game well, they started it. I was gonna. Well, so I most was, people do not have that sort of introspection, dude. I, I know. So that's the thing. If you, it's one of those things of you hope that you have people who are intelligent enough to be that way, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> but barring barring having if, smart players, <laughs> if you don't have people that are going to give you that kind of respect, then just kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't play with those people. I because, don't know because you're running a game for someone. If they're not there, if they're not gonna actually participate, then why are they even coming? Yeah, why are you running the game for them? Um, yeah, it, it's it's 
it might be a vicious cycle, but man, you got to try something. And if it just keeps getting bad, then I mean, yeah. you got to talk to them. And, you have to like, do something. Figure it out. You know, and you if, can't just hope that it fixes itself. Exactly. Because because you're not punishing. Like the thing is, you're by not doing anything, you're rewarding their laziness. Because yeah. if yeah. they they're looking at their phone and you go back to them and they're like, oh shit, uh, here let me put my phone away. Uh, okay, I do this, 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 and then something else happens. I get back on their phone and then you go back to them. Oh hey, what do you do? Uh, and then you just keep going. You never punish them, and so yeah. then they never feel any need to change. Yeah. You you just need to yeah. basically if you just bring it up, I feel like the entire table will be like. Yeah, dude, come on. And they'll yeah, be that, able to learn from that. Yeah. That was typically what tended to happen was... Um, I, I remember two things. The first was the paladin in particular. Mm. Uh, because he sat next to the druid. Uh, it was like, yeah, fucking Bradley on his phone again. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I told him one time, I'm like, dude, you don't need to be on Tinder. The hoes aren't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> There like, will always be thoughts. They, they, they've been around in the location for 20 some odd years. They're not going to be leaving anytime soon. Right. What's your character doing? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's keep going here. Like somebody else's turn in combat and they didn't prepare and they weren't thinking about it and you already know what you're gonna do you're like come on man stay on top of it i've been playing online lately because of quarantine uh okay that's actually important um mm. the having your turn prepared in advance is good mm -hmm. um i don't deny that what i will say is that sometimes the situation changes like and you have to rethink of what you were doing yeah. You might have had a plan beforehand, but you could also, after what somebody else does, have to then change what you have to do. Right? Mm -hmm. Pray um, don't alter it any further. <laughs> um, so, so it's one of those things of, again, that's situational. Like, yes, you might have your turn planned, and you might be going, come on. But you gotta also think, like, if if the person had this idea, then if they're going to commit to that idea regardless of the fact, and it just, maybe the thing is dead, right? And then they're like, oh, fuck, okay. Uh, well, I was going to use this on that person, but it would do a lot, like, a little bit of damage, and I'd rather do a lot of damage to something else that hasn't been hit that much yet. But so that's metagaming! Well, no, it's not. I know, I'm just fucking <laughs> around. <laughs> like, like, I know, I know, I'm just like... If if anybody no, it's literally just like that thing you've seen in combat. It hasn't been hit. But what if it got hit like a three weeks ago and oh, it's still kind of bruised or something? That's metagaming. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I yeah yeah yeah. So it's it's good to be prepared, but it's also good to be situation situationally aware. Hmm. And I've been finding that it's even harder to stay focused online than it is in person at a table. Sitting at my computer means that like everything distractible about the internet is right at my fingertips. Mm -hmm. I've also found that once you lose focus, it becomes even harder to regain it. And D&D is only really fun when you're focused. It's not really a game you can play with mm -hmm. half of your attention. For me, especially online, I think the key to keeping focus is just like not letting myself get distracted in the first place. Like don't even open a social media website for any reason. I also 
do this thing sometimes where I will intentionally distract myself with something that's only a little bit distracting to prevent me from getting distracted with something that's more distracting. For instance, when I was working on Thumbelina and I was sewing all of those flowers onto her skirt, I was doing that during D&D. Like I was hand sewing flowers during D&D because that's one of those things that it distracts me enough that I'm not gonna do something else, but sewing flowers isn't gonna stop me from like knowing what's going on in combat because it only uses my mm -hmm. hands, not really my brain. Remembering- Yeah, totally yeah. fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do something incredibly uh, easy, but also monotonous. Unfortunately, it's... I engross myself in things like that sometimes. <laughs> so. It's typically why I'll like pick locks during yep. either the podcast or uh, Devils and Dice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, check out our Devils and Dice campaign. You were oh. fucking picking locks during my campaign? You yeah. fuck! <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! Gives me uh, something to do with my hands. Yeah, mm. like, I... It keeps them away from my phone. Oh, I... you want something to do with your hands? Fucking roll your D20 <laughs> to see how much damage you take, you son of a bitch! Oh! <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I have found myself rocking back and forth a lot more. I've found mm -hmm. myself, like, playing Drumming with... your feet... Yep, playing yep. with um with pencils or pens like that's that's just it's just little things that I do uh uncon like unconsciously I guess mm -hmm. subconsciously more so I guess I don't know when no. I when I'm a DM what I do is I lose pencils oh. I, that's that's what I do with my hands yeah there you go um but yeah it's just one of those things that I'm doing something else at the same time and, and the yeah, thing that if, I constantly do is I uh. I don't riffle them together, but I shuffle cards. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have a deck of cards in my, my DM supplies. Yep. I'm just, like, constantly, like, uh, slicing them together, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogan does the same. Yeah. True, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, online D&D &D is <laughs> a little... It's, it's been different um, with, like, the people that I've been playing with in person. I can mm -hmm. tell. I can feel it. It's so... It's so different for them. And I'm over mm -hmm. here playing with you guys because we do stuff online all the time and it's just yeah. natural, mm -hmm. right? Because that's just how it's always been with It's us. how it's always been. And um, and so, like, not having... Always. Well, not always for... Yeah, it's Aiden. how we've always played with Boo. Yeah, huh. exactly. Um, and so... But it, it just... It's more natural for us, really. Like, I feel yeah. like our friend group is just more naturally able to do this and kind of, like, you know, keep doing yeah. online stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've had my party ask me to do um my campaign online during the quarantine and they're yep. like we could do it on Discord and I'm like I don't want to do our campaign on Discord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I have uh my my friends was just, were just like, yeah, we should do your campaign and one I'm burned out as fuck. Like <laughs> at this point I've been I DM'd too much to go like I want to DM right now. Yeah. But <laughs> That's that's what the I'm taking the quarantine as is like recharging the creative batteries because yeah. for the first time now in like a year I'm randomly getting ideas uh, for like cool little campaign arcs and treats and yeah. baddies yeah um that just pop into my head naturally like unsummoned yeah. uh whereas before I'm having to like sit down and think at my desk pen and paper in hand. And yeah. then just start like writing out ideas until I get one, and then like modify it with other ideas I've made, and then I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, and like I'm, uh, I'm noticing with my Wednesday group, um, people that would talk more just because we were in person talk way less, mm -hmm. um, online. Uh, which it's I mean, strange. 
Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird, but I I guess I understand it. It's a little harder to talk to other people that aren't face to face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I typically, if there's something that even if it can be uh, solved very quickly in an email, mm -hmm. I still prefer to meet in person with people. Yes. Um, okay. simply because so much of the way that I talk is like nonverbal. Um, yeah like non-verbally giving context yep. um and i'm very like emotive when i speak especially like with my face and arms mm -hmm. and as such uh someone's like oh yeah you can drop in whenever and like do this um it's so much more preferable to being on email and the worst is on like phone interviews oh, oh I is that a hate thing? being on the phone yeah for oh god Talking Ugh. on the phone is just bad. I just don't like it at all. Yeah, it's either you do a text thing or we do Discord or something. But like, I phone quality is just something I've never been able to like get past. Like, yeah, I I cannot understand people on the phone. Exactly, dude. And like, people can't understand me sometimes. And like, um. They they just don't know like if I'm I'm me sometimes like yeah. it's it's so weird the phone like you would think that they would improve that somehow but no it's just been the same I don't yeah. know that the the tier list is far and away in first place talking to someone in person yeah. mm -hmm. secondly is email and then distant third is um Over phone, the phone. Yeah. Well, what about like a video conference. That's fine. Uh, I yeah. treat that just about the same as in person. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. I, I can see their face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thing <laughs> that you're not the main character. Mm. And the thing is, yes. like, part of D and D is you're all the main character, but it's also partially that none of you are the main character. It's yeah. really important to not sort of hog the spotlight mm -hmm. and try and make the game or the story all about you. But at the same time, you want to be engaged and you want to be involved in the story. Like, I don't necessarily want to play with somebody who is just gonna take their turn in combat and like respond to questions that are directed at them and otherwise do nothing. I used to write. I spent um, all the way to the end of college believing that I wanted to be a novelist and that that was my main goal. So it's really hard to not play. Ashling like the protagonist of a novel because that's the kind of storytelling that I'm really used to doing. Good team playing role playing is something where I know it when I see it. Like I could watch Critical Role and be like, wow, Sam Regal is really, really good at playing his character in a way that helps others play their characters. But just because I see it happening mm -hmm. doesn't mean I know how to do it. That's a skill that I would really yeah, like so to build because so I want to uh, Travis. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean they're all because they they've been doing it for so long now they're all yeah. really good at it for everyone yeah. um and like yeah it's super important to being like including other people in god D &D. like I, I actually i take that back the the best person at it was is molly slash caduceus oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah definitely um so uh and we've we've talked about this before fucking Nobody's the main character and everybody's the main character. It just depends on the scene. Um, yeah. And just being able to get people to have that kind of space um, and <laughs> allowing them to have that space, right? One of the things that I always found to be kind of awkward whenever I was made, like if we ever, uh, I don't remember when we did this, but the, I think that was either a one shot or something that was started as a one shot and then tried to become something else. I don't remember. Okay. 
but I was making a character and uh, I think his, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what his name was, but um, he was a ranger and his whole deal was that he was, uh, he was an adventurer because he and his brother um, owned like a potion shop. Okay. And my character's wife died due to a, a hereditary illness and my daughter had inherited that illness. Oh. And so she stayed, she was sick at home in the potion shop and my brother, her uncle would like administer medicine to her. Right. And so they had like a constant supply of medicine to basically keep her stable, but she would never make a full recovery. Mm -hmm. And so my whole motivation for adventuring was to go out and find this this one rare plant that grew deep in in the dark and you know it grew like in deep dungeons and like old ruined castles and stuff it's something right. that grew up from the underdark and its roots extended upward oh. and it grew up into caves and so that was like a two paragraph or maybe even three paragraph backstory hmm. and then the other players had like a sentence and i'm like <clears throat> Uh, I kind of unintentionally made myself the main character here by having like the only really interesting character here. Yeah. Uh, and so like sometimes that happens where I'm like, and that I wasn't, I didn't intend that. I was just right. like, oh, this sounds like kind of a cool character. I have a reason for being, I have like a home I can return to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I already have some people that I can talk to that gives the DM some flavor uh, you know, he gives me it gives me my reason to adventure and it gives the DM something to help him plan stuff. Right. And so I come up with all these things thinking about the DM and like the other like the actual world around my character. And then some people make their characters with just like one or two sentences is like he is a he's a, a barbarian. He likes his axes and he he doesn't afraid of anything, mm. you know. Mm. And yeah. then I'm like, I did really need to make my character way more interesting yeah. than yours no offense <laughs> could have used a session zero yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. The, the other thing that i would say is like there's there's a definitely a thing where you could i mean you could start out being the main quest right yeah it's um, true and then other people bond with your character and you bond with them and you can then start helping them as well, you know, with yeah. their kinds of things. Yeah. It, as it's, they flesh out their characters. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those things of where even if you have a very minor backstory, you can flesh it out as you play. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, you know. I am, and I mean, I, hell, that's kind of what you guys are doing in uh, our current campaign. Yes, absolutely. Where... Boris, you don't have too much of a background, but I do know it, and it is changing ever so slightly. And yep. I know uh, Mez's thing is he was a gambler, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. he knows he is involved or was involved slightly with the Sanguine Retreat, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's why he uh, he looks at it and goes, "Hey, we'll do that thing someday." Yeah, we'll we'll be back. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's all this stuff that's that's unsaid just because it's. I find it much easier for me to like in the moment make things up, I guess, mm -hmm. more so and like have that be kind of how it goes. And if it doesn't like make sense in the current I'm willing to change things, obviously. Like if it yeah. if it doesn't entirely fit, I'm willing to just go, okay, so it's a little bit more like this then. 
Mm-hmm. Well, like um, a bunch of Critical Roles characters too. Yeah. Uh, in their second campaign, yep. when they first made those characters, uh, did not have hugely fleshed out backstories. Yep. Yeah. In in particular, uh, Caleb and Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford, who had probably a good like thirty episodes devoted to his backstory and growing in power. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um started off as no more than a sailor who got flung overboard during a ship storm mm-hmm. um and then it became this whole tale of like betrayal and revenge and stuff like that yep. mm-hmm. um and caleb who's the uh, spoilers for like episode 25 i think mm-hmm. of this over a year old series uh who yeah. killed his parents mm-hmm. um was literally just a hobo wizard. Yep. That, that yeah. he just started as a hobo wizard. And mm. and he was in I remember he was he had the whole being in an insane asylum. Oh um, that's cool. I think that was part of it. Still. Um mm. and then the shared backstory with not. And that was yes. it. Mm-hmm. That was it. And they they didn't they didn't even think about they like didn't even like talk to each other about how their backstories were and all that shit and and it just kind of ended up being what it is um yeah and like yeah. they i i, I know because i watched a lot of like the the talks uh machina which is their talk show where they discuss the the episodes um yeah. they they would even say like they would just be writing things and giving them to matt and then like he would you know put his things in there and they would change it and like the backstory would just keep being written as they were playing week after week it was just it was very fluid yes exactly yeah and that's why i'm fine personally with if a player i request every player and i'll sit down and i'll work with every player uh every player shows up to session zero ideally but definitely by session one with a baseline backstory of why they're an adventurer and Mm. what their main goal is yes yeah um if we want to develop family members and lineages Mm -hmm. and the ways that their family made money and their relationships with family members and stuff like that later on down the line totally fine i can incorporate that into my campaign yep Mm -hmm. um I only request that you have a baseline reason for why you left home. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's what I did with um my second character for the Wednesday uh campaigns that I do. Um mm. where like having um Yulon die and then going, Okay, I gotta make a new character. Um I will I went and just kind of messaged back and forth with my DM uh basic things and then we started and then I was like starting to ask questions about like the world itself and like where I would come from and then we developed um basically how the family and everything was just from uh all that kind of stuff. Whereas in the in the game where I introduced her, I didn't have much other than uh, the base bit of like she ran from home because um, she had this this magical thing that happened and they didn't like magic there mm-hmm. um, because that was the whole like persecution just because of the magic being shadow magic that was what I had ah. um, and so she uses that to do good because she doesn't want to be seen as evil um, because of it um, and also trying to figure out what the fuck it is and trying to find wizards who can help her with that um, 
And so, and then after that, it was like the the next day that I was just messaging my DM, and we started started figuring out like the home city and like how the structure of everything was, and like why they didn't like magic there, and oh, they just don't like magic at all. Oh, right, like mm. it just became a thing. Mm. Um, oh no, my character's Lux. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Is that? Yeah, Demacia hates magic, and Lux is a mage, and a uh, huge point of contention between her and Garen is the fact that she's a mage. Cool. Oh. Alright. <laughs> as as is evidenced by reworked fiddlesticks uh, having a line when he first meets Lux okay. saying, brother, please don't hate me. That's cool. I Ooh, haven't that's been kind attention. of spooky, actually. Yeah, Fiddlesticks yeah. Now is really fucking spooky. Fiddlesticks which is Now cool. is like, ooh, I'll, I'll show you his new trailer. He's I already like, saw it. Cool. Yeah, yeah no, I, haven't, I saw it. It's cool. I haven't looked into it. At some point I will, but I don't care right now. But yeah, no, I haven't given a shit about League in, like, years, yeah. so. Um, but yeah. So let's keep... ...kind of roleplayer that I feel like I bring out the best in everyone roleplaying <sighs> with me, and I just don't feel like I'm there yet. Making my character not just me with elf ears. Now, this is not to say that there's anything wrong with someone who chooses to play themselves at the table. I feel like that's a completely valid way of roleplaying. If you want to play like you as a paladin, or you as a warlock, or whatever, then like, more power to you, it's your game. But me personally, I really do want to play a character that is different from me, that is her own self. And man, that is just really hard to do. It's really hard to separate why you respond the way that you respond to things and why a different person would respond differently. So like, okay, maybe me, if I were going into some dark cave, maybe I would be really cautious and I would scout ahead and I would like look out for traps or like signs of something dangerous. That doesn't necessarily mean that Ashling would do that. Like what about me and my life and my personality and my history has made me cautious? Like I have anxiety. Does Ashling have anxiety? Probably not. I was like raised to be very careful and very cautious because my mom is that way. Ashling was raised by a different person than I was. So if the DM tells me that we're walking into a dark cave, my gut might tell me, okay, I look around to see if there's any signs of animals or people having been here before. But Ashling might not do that. She might not respond that way. In my mind, I feel like what's lacking and what makes that so challenging for me is that I don't feel like I have a full, complete grasp of like what has shaped Ashling into the character that she is today. With the group that I DM, every session I give them a Okay, so before we get too far, um, again, as you said, nothing wrong with being a self-insert for your first thing. Um, yeah. I would say for your first thing, if you're getting started. Um, yeah. in later ones, if you want to keep being a self-insert, I guess so. Just don't uh, make it like obnoxious. I guess. Yeah, as long yeah, as it's, it's not obnoxious. weird. Or yeah. Yeah. Um, because I mean. There are plenty of people who are like, man, this reality sucks. I wish we could be in, like, a fantasy reality. Oh, sure. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. like, if all of a sudden, boop, we're in a fantasy reality, we'd be like, oh, shit, this is super cool. Right. You know? There's a whole genre of anime based on exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Boy, it's overplayed. <laughs> yep. Some of um, it is still good, but Jesus Christ, I wish it would stop. Um, but, yes. Uh, so, so that's, that's fine to do. Don't worry yeah. about that. Um uh the other thing and she's said it you know she says might and might not and all that kind of stuff so um it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to take parts of your personality when you're making a, another character and incorporate them into that character that way yeah. you have a better kind of transition so that you have some things that you're kind of familiar with yeah um yeah and you can like, kind of rely on 
what I did for my first character, mm-hmm. um, aside from making him borderline insane, mm-hmm. um, was I took certain parts of me and sort of dialed them to 11 mm-hmm. and other parts of me and dialed them lower to like five or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was how I got my first character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, then I, th- oh, oh, um, later, uh, like later on, I started taking more like archetypes and templates and then like, oh, this person's a soldier and let me write a 12 page backstory about his, pl- how his planet was attacked. Um, and then like, as things got on, um, and I got more experience, I got better at, um, I guess getting more used to characters reacting differently to things than I would. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is just going to be one of the things that uh, Ginny in her experience role playing, given that she says she's only been playing for like a year now and is already making D and D content, insane cosplays and DMing is astounding. Yeah. Yeah, Um, That's good. Yeah. And honestly, she seems to be on the right track. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, She's good. Yeah, that 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 will come with experience. Yes. Yeah. And then there's uh there's something else that you can do when you have that when you have that feeling of disconnection between how you should play your character when it's not meant to be like you, depending right. on the character's stats and like general intelligence and or wisdom mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. you can kind of you can give them some common sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's a well-known fact in in fantasy worlds, like, oh, it's a cave. Bad things live in caves. I mean, hell, that's how it is in real life, too. Bears, mm-hmm. wolves, dangerous animals live in caves. There's cave-ins. You can get trapped. You can get lost. That's why mm-hmm. you never go into a cave alone. Yep. You know, you fall down in a fucking pit and you get stuck and then you're fucking dead. Yeah. And but, again. Yeah. So you can very easily give your character just that that knowledge i mean that's common knowledge for pretty much everybody even in real life i think in fantasy it would be even more so it's like parents telling their kid now if you see a cave don't go in the Mm -hmm. goblins will get you you know exactly it'd be as simple as that so i don't think that's i don't feel like that's i don't feel like that's any issue at all really you can alternatively too you can do um the opposite of what she does and thinking like oh i need to be cautious you can make a character that um if you are typically pretty carefree about something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, make them super cautious. Like, mm. I love if, like, I go to the beach and there's a bunch of, like, uh, wet rocks. I'll fucking hop across those things. Mm. Uh, like, <laughs> like a fucking mountain goat dude. I don't care that they're wet and slick with seaweed. <laughs> because I almost... I Have I tripped? I must have tripped at least once in my life. Um, <laughs> but, like... Dude, I'll fucking run out along those things. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you can, but you can make a character who's like the Kraken's in there. Yeah, and, exactly. like, and make them like I don't like the beach because I'm next to the ocean. Yep. I I had a fucking joke character where I was I was I don't know why I thought of this like in the shower one time and it just cracked me the hell up because mm-hmm. I was imagining the scenario of happening in my head Mm -hmm. where i would make a bard or someone super fucking charismatic or i'd make like a bard or a rogue or whoever had like expertise and this was in fifth edition right um so i would give myself 
I would roll and I would like give charisma my best fucking stat. I would be like a high elf or a half elf. I would do everything I could to get my charisma as high as I fucking could. Take persuasion, bluff, all that shit. And the character, you would meet him in like a bar or something. And then the other players would come in. It's like, hey, we could use we could use you on our adventure. We're going to go out and fight something. I don't know. We're going to go leave town. We're going to go on an adventure. And then my character would turn around and be like, what the fuck? You're going on an adventure? That's dangerous as hell. There's wolves and bears and goblins and dragons and krakens and all this crazy shit out there. You get hurt or die. Persuasion, nat 20. They all stay in the bar forever. (laughs) (laughs) Adventure over. (laughs) So I thought of that and I'm like, (laughs) that would be so fucking stupid to play. Just a complete troll here. Just break the whole campaign. You then just become the business campaign. You start start a real life (laughs) business, all that kind of shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it just become like soda dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Um and so like this this harkens back to um player knowledge versus character knowledge. Um mm-hmm. common sense kind of overrules that a lot of the time. You could yeah. have it so your character never fucking learn these lessons. That's fine. Yeah. You know, there are so many options that you have when you make your character. Um yeah. that you can pick and choose from. It's just whatever you feel like at the time. You yeah. know? Like, if you want to be a, a scumbag devil that uh, really likes to screw over humans but is pretty fair with everybody else who's also a devil, hey. And then also collects uh, figurines. Collects figurines and has a gambling addiction. Hey, let's do it, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can you can do whatever you want, and that's yeah. the beauty of it, really. I mean, hell, I'm compiling a list of all the characters that I want to make right now. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I've already got four. <laughs> I'm looking at an icon in the top right corner of my screen right now that says character ideas. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah. A question before we start the session that's like a character builder question. So it'll be something like, who is your character's childhood best friend? What's the last nightmare that your character had? Please. If your character existed in a modern high school setting, what kind oh, of God. book would they be in? <laughs> yeah, that one, that one I hate. I hate that one. Yeah, that one fuck like, off. No. Like, <laughs> If your character existed in a modern high school setting, what clique were they? Would they be a part of? Like, I get what that's for. I've never heard of these questions. This, I think, these are for yeah. her only. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, but like I, that, that one just strikes me because so, I'm just like that would be a completely different setting, just yeah. so wildly different. Unless the yeah. the world that you're going to be playing in has mm. that kind of thing going on. Right? Yeah, it's Part- like. And that's like the cut. difference between Call of Cthulhu in 1920s and playing fucking cyberpunk. Yeah. Hard, hard cut for the bell for second period. Everyone's scrambling to get to class. And meanwhile, my half-orc barbarian covered with pelts and the great axe uh, bumps into uh, his childhood friend right. slash um, faded love interest for yep. the slice of life anime. <laughs> grognar and samantha <laughs> like i would love that as a comedy thing i would love that like just to see that as a comedy thing that was made like to watch absolutely yeah. that would be hilarious but to grog, use... grog grognar kicking down the door to his front house and running into the street with a piece of toast in his mouth <laughs> exactly like like i'm just i like there are so many things that if you if you have this character 
Like, I get it's for personality only, but you can't just take that into account. If you're going to make a barbarian with such a personality, then you have to remember they're also a fucking barbarian, so they're jacked as shit, and, like... It, yeah. Like... What, what click are you in? What team, what, then? It's fine. Let, let me tell you... What's... What's the click that says only the strong survive? Let me tell you, and the, the click weak is are meant to be fodder. The click is already established. It's your class. <laughs> Whatever class you are is what you are right now, and that like high school click does not help that. I no, it does not help if I'm no. I, I don't understand how. If I'm a warlock who who sacrifices things to his uh fiend patron, I don't think he's even going to school, dude. No, like, no, he's he's in the occult studies. It's oh, fine. you're right. Yeah, he's he's the kid yeah. that mails in his tests, and you always get hundreds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like you can you can do this, but I don't think it's gonna be that great for your character creation. Ugh, yeah, like, no, that's yeah. completely if, unless you're making a comedy campaign where oh, that's the uh, setting. If it helps, no. if it helps whoever's out there who who uses it and it helps you make your character, that's great. I'm glad for you, but <laughs> I got I I just don't. I don't see it personally helping. Not a billion percent about it. Uh, it, could, it, could, it could help druids. They'd be in with the stoners. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> like, <laughs> I because they're burning plants. I get. Yeah, exactly, dude. No. You gotta save the ganja. They're, you can't use it. <laughs> all, alternatively, they'd be in with the furries. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so they. Yeah. <laughs> you have the fighters that are in with the weebs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, okay. while you studied calculus, I studied the blade. I, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I was gonna say, like, they're in, like, ROTC or something, like, jeez. Nah, dude, that's the barbarians. They spend all day yelling and getting <laughs> full. No. No, that is more fighter. Barbarians. Oh, yeah, barbarians would be the football players. Yes, thank you. Alright. <laughs> who, who are the rogues? Uh... The kids that go behind the the school and smoke, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, They're the true. edgy fucking, yeah, behind the, it depends, uh, anyway. And then the mages, the the uh, wizards, they're like the club, the club, they're the heads the of the AV club. They're the AV club, dude. <laughs> the what? The AV club. club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like sorcerers are just the, the actors and stuff. No, and... no, no, so the sorcerers are the student council. Because uh, <laughs> they're the bards. <laughs> uh, bards do the um. Bards would be actors. The the, the radio. Mm -hmm. oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah they, they would, can, they would be there, there's radio. enough bards. There can be bards. Like bards are bards. bards are everywhere. Actually, yeah, can, let's think. Multiple clubs. I was gonna say them. they would be in. Every anyway, so again, this is again we're we're doing this as a comedic kind of thing, just to find where they. But I don't I don't know about like again if it helps you great. Good for you. Yeah, but, but like it for would us, not help me at all. For us, we just see comedy. That's all we yeah. see. What high school setting would you be in? It's like, hey, you there, uh, Andronius Shadowblade. <laughs> androgynous. Uh, androgynous. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Androgynous Shadowblade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you do last night? My parents are dead. <laughs> Why I are you at school? I wallowed in the darkness. <laughs> Exactly. Like, what I call it when I go to sleep after studying. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Everyone gangster till an androgynous shadow blade says, I've had enough and reaches for his backpack. Oh! <laughs> oh! I fully pull my collar with my entire strength, See, ripping my shirt of off. I'm trying Yee. to think of a what is a fantasy version of the name oh. Columbine? Oh, no. All right. We're going. Let's right. continue. Right. Let's Move just go. Let's just skip. <laughs> Started it. Nope. Let's just skip. Stuff like that to just kind of challenge my players to think about their characters in a different context than maybe they've been thinking about them in the game. I've been trying to do stuff like that with Ashling and ask myself those kind of questions and fill in the gaps because as of right now, I just... <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't this. I hear you guys snickering, it keeps making me think of it, and I'm just, oh god. See, oh. here's my thing, yeah. here's my thing. Yeah. Her, she named her character Ash Ling, and that always, oh, no, 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 it's, it's Ash Lin, I think. Oh, is it Ash Lin? I think oh, okay. so, yeah, When yeah, she yeah. says it, it sounds like Ash Ling, and it keeps making me think that's like, like she's talking about a monster, like a little small monster yeah, that'd that be you cool. find like near a volcano or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep thinking that and stuff like that to just kind of challenge my players to think about their characters in a different context than maybe they've been thinking about them in the game i've been trying to do stuff like that with ashling and ask myself oh no you're right it is ashling it might be oh. uh it might be she's like uh tiefling or something or has some oh, kind maybe. of like heritage where that's like yeah, yeah i don't know but yeah. yeah every time she says that i just can't i can't help think of a monster yeah yeah that's fair the gaps because as of right now i just have such a loose sketch of her background and i feel like that's handicapping my ability to play her as a whole well-rounded character that's actually one of the reasons i want to do some videos that just kind of explore her character more deeply not jumping from point a to point z i think some of this falls on the dm and some of this falls on the player but sometimes it can be really hard not to just sort of extrapolate the end point of the encounter or the plot or the puzzle and just go there i don't want to play the kind of game where i say she haggles and then I roll persuasion. I want to play the kind of game where I say, good sir, I think we both know that your problems with a local thieves guild are going to be far more expensive than the, say, 20 gold discount you could give me for me not recounting your recent behaviors to them. And then I roll persuasion. Maybe yeah. with advantage because I had a really good point about the thieves guild. No. Like, I mean, yeah, that's just good yeah. role playing. Yeah, that's just good <laughs> yeah. role playing. That's, mm -hmm. that's something you, like I, I would say that you should strive for. Like you don't yeah. just go, I haggle. Because that's, yeah. what are you when doing? My, How do you yeah. haggle? When yeah, my... I can understand saying I haggle if, like, you're in a fucking hurry. Like, oh, we gotta leave town, and yeah. we gotta, like, get out of here oh, now, sure. because we have a whole session ahead of us, just haggle, and, you know. Sure, that sure. way the whole, that way the campaign doesn't get bogged down in a long conversation before you leave. That's sure. the only thing. If, if it's a hurry, yeah. Yeah, if you're in a super big hurry, then yes. There, there is still something to be said about low charisma players playing high charisma characters. Mm, and it, yeah. Uh, I, I, I. What was it? Uh, what was the quote, Alejo? I order a drink sexily. No, oh, I think oh, so. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my character trying to flirt with a barmaid, and yep. I'm like, I have no idea how to do this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. Um. As long as you're giving a description, though, I feel like it's fine. Like, if you're giving that much of a description, like, it, it's not just, I haggle, right? You're yeah. saying, I order a drink sexily. <laughs> mm. Right. It's a little... Yeah, it's James Bond, shaken, mm -hmm. not stirred. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Like, if uh, I need more of a clarification, but I know, like, 
in that moment, I know I knew you, and I was just like, yeah, okay, this is fine, right? Like, yeah. it, it's it's not going to get that much more descriptive because yeah. why would it? I'll I'll order a margarita, but I'll leave her shaken and stirred. Hey, oh, ho, ho, ho. there you go. Nice. Um, so yeah, it, there is there is definitely something to be said for it, and if you're not used to role playing, then obviously that'll like it, basically if the DM then goes. Well, how do you haggle? Then you can think about it and explain, you yeah. know, how you would haggle um, or think about it, really. And if you don't have any idea, like, obviously, you know, like we were in the last video, just say, I don't know. I have no idea how to haggle, right? Yeah, because that's kind of a lost art nowadays. You don't haggle. It's true. Probably things yeah. just have a set price and you buy it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, such is the curse of retail. Um <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, but yeah, there was there was actually something that one of my players brought up to me because he was haggling with a merchant, mm -hmm. uh, and he was making some good points, and then he made one point that totally countered himself. Oh, yep. And um, the merchant, of course, was not quite willing to give uh, mm -hmm. like a forty percent discount on some really expensive clothes, right? <clears throat> um, even with a a high roll and B like a plus thirteen persuasion. Um, like, I'm like, all right, well, let justify this. Why should I give you a discount? And there was like some back and forth after a while. And he kind of like, um, after he did that, um, like messed up and like countered his own point, um, the merchant, I'm like, yeah, the merchant like raises an eyebrow when you say that. And he's like, oh, what's the point of playing a high charisma character when I'm a low charisma player? <laughs> and I'm like, that's fine, but like I the it will be the numbers at the end of this um that will be modified by like the role play. Mm -hmm. Um yep. however, like you've still got to engage on both ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't win D&D. It's not about rushing to the end point. For me, it's about the journey. It's about the story, not the ending. So I don't want to play the kind of game where I just jump to the ending of every single thing. I want to play the story. I want to play the journey. So those are the things that I have found challenging. So, um, in counter to that, I would say, isn't you getting through something kind of easier giving you more of a reputation? Does that not yeah. promote you as a, a person who the team can rely on for these kinds of things? I think what she was getting at there was, like, in the jumping through things, I think she was alluding to the fact that she would say, I haggle, instead no, of saying I, I know. how she haggles. And, and like, beforehand, she had said, like, the, the uh, roleplay scenarios and the puzzles and all that kind of stuff. What, what mm. I'm saying is, if you you can make it so that you don't do that. And you can yeah. still do it in such a way that makes it quick, right? Yeah. Um, like, I I was in a session, and um, we were going through a bit of a dungeon, and um, we got to a trap. And the mm. trap um, made us enclosed on walls. Like, in like we were in a tunnel, basically. And two walls came up, uh, or down, um, mm. and uh there was it it just like we pushed on the walls we started punching the walls we started digging through the walls there was no way to get through them um mm -hmm. because there was a wall of force on the other side oh okay and um we were just like okay this is weird and so we started looking around and somebody found the uh there was an inscription that was like um something about 
facing the way that you came and, you know, going the way. And I was immediately like, oh, okay. And so I just had my character look at the wall that we came from and then start walking backwards. And he walked through. Yep. Like, it was just one of those things of, like, it's not it's not necessarily that I jumped through it. I just understood. You just, yeah, you just yeah, understood you and did it quickly. Yeah, yeah, I understood the riddle immediately. And just it it took us maybe a few minutes just to find that, right? Because, yeah. you know, people were trying other things. And then it was just like, okay, we've gone out of options here. And then as soon as I heard it, I was just like, let's do it. And then I just did it. And everybody did it, too. And yeah. it was just like, oh, cool. We got through. Yeah. Neat. Right. It, it's it. It didn't go. It wasn't like me jumping to the end of the puzzle just because I knew how to do it. It was just because I knew how to do it. And that was the only way to get through the puzzle. Yeah. I don't know. Like most most puzzles usually. Well, I won't say that puzzles in D&D tend to usually have one solution. Potentially. Like um, one solution, but multiple ways to go to get through it. Oh, usually. yeah. 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 Fair so far about tabletop roleplay i would love to okay hear yeah. what you so that's found. that's everything there cool yeah. well thank you uh genie d and mm. uh that was that was a good video yeah i was quite happy about it i yeah the you're you're on the right track is all yeah. i can say yes absolutely mm -hmm. definitely experience is not something that you can get quickly so yeah. mm -hmm. just keep playing basically like yeah, even if you're struggling with some of these things, it's very natural for all people new to D&D to struggle with these same issues. Um, I The only gripe I would have is, I don't know if I'd quite title this video, The Five Hardest Things About yes. Tabletop Role-Playing. Because yeah. what's going to be hardest is going to vary for each person. Yeah, yeah. like um, the things I find hardest. Yeah. Yes. Better. Um... um but yeah, no, like good video. Yeah, like in in the video itself, she did say that these are the things for her, so that's that's good at least. Oh, yeah. Um, but but I would say like using the titling for for me would be better. Um, yeah. But eh. but it's that one's a minor point because yeah, you're yeah, not yeah you're oh, not yes. yeah it's not clickbait. You're not like you know mm -hmm. yeah. It, it, it clearly it didn't feel like it was intended that way exactly exactly because if it was intended to be clickbait there would be a whole a couple of words in the title would be uh um fully capitalized yeah exactly and there'd there be uh there would a, be signs yeah and then there would be a uh a thumbnail of some variety mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um all right let's take our intermission there because uh i've needed to for a while now <laughs> and we will be back with more stuff um, yeah yeah. Hello there, this is Alejo, and you're listening to Table Talk. Well, welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to be doing another shorter kind of video for the end here, because uh, we, uh, we unfortunately are going to be losing Aiden if we mm -hmm. take too long. Um, well, not losing, yeah. but you have other things he's got, he's in got your life. He's got shit to do. I'm dying of a mortal illness yep please support me mm -hmm. on patreon mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so and this one the pa the the address for that patreon is 1-800 shadow legends ah, so, i yeah. hate you mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is a video from 2017 um mm. this actually has uh our good friend the boy hello my uh matt mercer oh 
Um, Hello, Matt. I know you personally. Yes. Just like all of us mm -hmm. do. Just like all of us. Yes. My good friend, Matt, it is so good to see you again. <laughs> yeah. I just saw you Rem yesterday. Remember last Thursday? Ha 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 you had to be there. You had to be you there. Had to be oh, there. man. Um, I pity the people that were not there to witness the totally epic gamer moment that we had. Ooh, oh, God, oh, it's getting man. worse. Oh, memories. Um, okay. memories. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, this this video isn't very long, but it was back when um, Critical Role was a part of Geek and Sundry, mm. um, and Matt was a part of Geek and Sundry-ish, um, and this is Role Playing Against Type in D D. DM tips with Matt Mercer. Let us begin. Uh, I don't know what Matt has left to teach me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Matthew Mercer. I'm Hi. a voice actor and the dungeon master for Critical Role here at Geek and Sundry. And today's episode of GM Tips is actually more for the players this time, as this discussion revolves around the creation and role-playing of characters that are radically different from your expectations of the genre tropes you know. Here are some thoughts on role-playing against type. Now, there are many tropes and genre stories in games, and they largely come from a place of appreciation and rationality. A charismatic bard will usually be full of smiles and song. A well-learned magic user might likely end up haughty and prone to mage-splaining. A ranger who wants God damn it! Do we have to- <laughs> Mage-splaining. <laughs> Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Alright. Oh, I love it and I hate it. <laughs> I have props to whoever wrote that. Okay. Right. Yeah, right? Under <laughs> the wilderness alone is probably going to be socially brusque and dark of mood. Or a dark elf with twin scimitars and a pet panther. But seriously, <clears throat> stop it. This shit got out of hand in the early 90s. Don't. <laughs> Outside of that example, there is absolutely nothing wrong with choosing these personality archetypes at all. They can all lead to extremely fun characters, and the real meat comes from the nuances you impart via the backstory and play experience with them. However, I also recommend players occasionally take a walk on the wild side, lean into the weird, and play against those tropes a bit. For instance, when creating a character, think about what would make a good foil to their strengths. What element of their personality or story could really lend to interesting conflict, both internally and externally, based solely on their class? Much of this can be character flavor, not mechanical, but that is totally up to you. Like, for instance, rogues are known for their professionally stealthy, nimble selves, staying out of the public eye. But imagine a Mr. Bean-esque fool who wandered into the field of thievery accidentally and is unintentionally good at his job, can't seem to escape his lot in life and believes he fails nearly every time, but each attempt sets off a Rube Goldberg device-like series of events and that then succeeds or fails spectacularly or warlocks are well-established for their marrying their fate to darker entities in exchange for power. But what if they bound themselves to an evil creature irrevocably for both sides and continue to try to use the dark powers for super good, saving kittens from trees or feeding the poor? The results can vary and get bloody sometimes. Or paladins, they're often expected to be bastions oh. of holy goodness. Oh. Pause, pause, hey. Hey. there we go. Oh. Um. One of my favorite ideas for a character 
was the idea of a warlock who has signed a patron with a fiend mm-hmm. and the fiend wants out. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. And, and he and uh he's like, I am going to uh to your plane when I die and I'm fucking shit up. Um and uh like through like some alliance with some other god like has actually the grounds to make a threat right uh and the fiend is like dude hey you know what how about i give you eldritch blast and you fuck off (laughs) (laughs) what if what if i just give you eldritch blast just take it just take it and and every level they get more powerful because the fiend is like on like you know, they could really fuck up my plans. <laughs> like I could I could keep them like satiated right now with another invocation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, I think let's be honest, with this kind of tip, we've covered it a bit um before. Yeah. And like I've said before, as my example for a rogue is you go with Bilbo. Um Yeah. And then my example of the bard was a bard who's a shit actor. Yep, yep. Like many many things can can happen to like have them be that class, but have them be completely different. Yeah. Um, I'll always advocate for necromom. Necromom. <laughs> necromom. What's that? I don't know if I've I don't know if you mentioned that near me. Uh, necromom. Uh, I'll open up my character ideas notepad. <clears throat> oh, oh. Mother that lost her daughter and just kind of broke protective ah. will act as the party's mom cooking making sure robes stay clean and everyone is polite uh aims to ultimately resurrect her daughter and um. she'll do things like she has like a witch's cauldron that she uses <laughs> for like brews but also to like make stew for the party yep um she has oh what was it it was uh her, oh yeah her staff that she uses to cast spells is used equally a to help her to walk b to help her cast spells and c to like tap someone in the rump when they're being rude to the npc shopkeeper <laughs> <laughs> okay oh yeah. that's pretty cool since superman like blandness i fight this theory imagine a paladin who is super down and nihilistic while their deity truly believes they are a worthy vessel who just needs a push. They fight evil out of habit and boredom. Their weapon strikes almost puppeteered by divine influence as they seek the will and inspiration to care again. So it's like Saitama. <laughs> I also wish to reach out to you players who lament rolling low stats at character creation, especially one really low stat. That shit is, that a, shit gift. is a gift. Oh my God, my favorite characters to GM or play as are generally useless at one or many things. Lean into that. Put it somewhere uncomfortable for your normal role-playing space and see where it pushes you as a player. Maybe you don't make an ability score that is central to your class too low so as to make it non-functional, mm. but consider that it can be a lot of fun to start off as a bard who is actually really bad at dancing, but insists they'll get better. See, now, I really like, I'm really digging this mm-hmm. because when he was talking about it, I was like, oh man, that shit is a gift. I mm-hmm. feel his passion. Oh, I yeah. I feel the energy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. I watched this video like a year and a half ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And I latched onto that. That shit is a gift. Yeah. And whenever I'm helping a new player make a character, I'm like, I will quote Matt Mercer on this. That shit is a gift. Yeah. Whatever you roll a low stat, I always point to it and I go, that's your role playing stat. 
Yeah, 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 totally. And I also, I, I am so happy that Geek and Sundry kept that, and they're not like, no, 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 don't swear. I'm oh, so yeah, they, they, they don't give a shit. Don't temper that. They've never yeah. Yeah. given a shit, thankfully. Yeah, okay, good. Because um, I, I don't know anything about Geek and Sundry. I don't know their, yeah. like, their uh, PR or anything. Yeah, no, even back, like, they, since back in the day, they've been swearing on uh, Critical Role yeah. forever. Okay, good. What's his face? Uh, the the main host on uh, Talks Machina, like drops uh, Brian. fuck. Yeah, yeah, he drops fuck all the time. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, like every but, yeah. everyone all the time, which is great. Um, yeah, because I like not mm. censoring shit. Um, yeah, because uh, that also makes it feel more familial and more mm. sure. relaxed. Because it's not, it's not, it's not that it's not censored. It's that it's. Uh, oh, there's a type. It, there's an exact word for that kind of swearing, because there's emphatic swearing and um, derogatory swearing. Mm, okay, <sighs> I forgot what it is, but it's the kind of swearing where it's like we say bad words here, but we're all in the same group, so it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't oh, matter. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. that kind. Of, it's that relaxed kind of thing. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's that, and it, it. I mean, it feels real. You know, it feels. Yeah, Marisha has, and I call her Marisha because she's my friend. Of course, um, she's she's married to my friend Matt. Of course, mm. yes. Um, she has the tank top that in glittery text says "sleeves are bullshit." Mm-hmm. Yep. What's um, our bullshit? Sleeves. Sleeves. Oh, sleeves. Oh, okay. yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> but yes. Uh. I. I have. I love. So I both love and hate low intelligence characters. Um, yeah, it depends on the situation. Like mm-hmm. I had, um, I was playing with uh, my friends here and one of them made Ragnar, uh, Ragnar was a druid, but he was a barbarian because of how his brain worked. Um, <laughs> okay. and he would just do things because mm-hmm. he was Ragnar, but he was very wise. Um, okay. but he was stupid. Um, uh-huh. so Ragnar was able to lead us through the, the forests pretty fucking well and we yeah. trusted ragnar because ragnar is ragnar and can yeah. do that he's been <laughs> yeah, living in the woods good. forever but mm-hmm. um whenever uh we were in any kind of social situation and he just turned into a dog or a cat or something uh or a panther and everyone was like what the fuck is a panther doing here when we were just like ragnar we gotta <laughs> find this thing and he just would immediately mm-hmm. do it um yeah, it, it was a whole thing of trying to explain to him how the world worked uh, yeah. outside of the yeah. forest, yeah. and yeah. and yeah. it was fun. He's, he's a forest child. He's exactly. Forest. It gave yeah. us it gave us a lot of funny funny moments, and Ragnar will forever be uh, in our memories as the only survivor of that party oh, <laughs> because he was. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> Rip, man. Yeah, Rip. no, it was great. Oh, it was so good. He, 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 in fact, <laughs> he was, he started building a temple. Oh, Ragnar's he, he made sure to bury us and he didn't Aww. bury he didn't bury the first guy very well. He in fact buried him in something that made him decay so fast 
<laughs> um, but he buried me very well, and I was gonna stay for a while until he could make it so that we we could preserve me. And like he started, yeah, he was building a temple, and we had this whole backstory of like he was cursed by the gods, like he was a god cast out, cursed by the gods to live with this low intelligence because we kept having like different kind of things happen because of um uh characters like coming in and coming out ish um and so ragnar would always remember that there were these other characters that were there but they would be gone and replaced with somebody else the next day and everyone else was like yeah he's always been here like oh. and and he would go wait but but <laughs> oh okay Oh, and his brain would hurt, and he'd just sit there stewing for like a second. And then we go, "Come on, Ragnar!" And he'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> um, and then... what, what I would love to do if I had a character like that, yeah, and they're like trusting me to lead them through a forest, yeah, I'd be like, "Okay," and I'd lead them through the forest. And when we got to the other side, I'd be yeah. like, "Well, that turned out pretty well," and they'd be like. Well, what do you mean? You were leading us. Uh, well, well, yeah, dude, I have no idea where I was going. <laughs> you're, you're a child of the forest. You've lived in the forest your entire life. Well, not this forest. See, see, you're, you're being way too eloquent. <laughs> oh. Ragnar was not eloquent like that at all. <laughs> what, was his, like, what was his intelligence out of character? I think it was like six six or so yeah <laughs> so like barely above an animal yeah exactly <laughs> he was smarter when he became some animals it was great um <laughs> let me turn into owls so i can think quite quite literally yeah it was great um so yeah and his oh that's right he <laughs> he would um uh <laughs> he would become a spider um a regular spider um so that he would have uh uh web sense so, so that he could detect traps um on chests oh. that was his thing as well and he oh, would just okay. kind of ride around on people's shoulders as spiders and shit mm-hmm. oh. oh it was great uh man i've had i've times. had a party um and this was an idea i gave to them granted but mm-hmm. um if you're trying to get a party of like invisible people out of somewhere and you don't have enough casters or spell slots to make everyone invisible, <clears throat> have the druid turn into a spider yeah. uh, and ride in someone's cupped hands yeah. um, and then turn the person who's carrying him invisible because it's a lot harder to notice a floating spider 50 yards out than it is uh, to notice um, mm. a person running. Yeah, totally. True. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Anyway. With practice, and they just might. There are also ways to dress up the capabilities of your class to narratively function entirely different than expected, though the mechanics of the system remain unchanged. For instance, what if a wizard is instead an arcane shaman from a now-ruined nation destroyed by their arrogance long ago? Instead of a spell book, they carry a bag of animal bones and arrange them every morning in succession to take spell inspiration gifts from their ancestors, or spell memorization as we know it normally. Spellcasting is not a network of sigils, but the spirits of their bloodline manifesting to defend it. A barbarian doesn't need to be Conan, but could be instead a blue-collar miner who lost his job, his wife left him, his one son turned 17 and absconded with his savings, and finally he just snapped. He's now a wandering, broken man with a chip on his shoulder and a need to lash out at the world. Go watch the movie Falling Down for inspiration. It's a really great movie. You should really check it out. Now, these are all some fun like, ideas to make oh, the dungeon okay. master. Ah, I, could, I couldn't pause it. Sconded with his savings and find a movie. 
you should really check it out. Yeah. Pause. I, I can't pause. Some I can't pause. To mix up the standard expectations ah! of Not RP. playing for me. Well, for me. I'm yeah. reloading it. But yes. Um, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, I am always a fan of weird ways to describe how your character is your character. Yeah. Um, like, like how all of the things that he said of like different ways to just be a wizard, be a barbarian, all that shit. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things was when I played uh, Muscle Wizard, mm. and the way that I memorized my spells was I like tattooed them on myself. Right. And I would flex in front of a mirror, and based on what portions of my body I was flexing to like see the tattoo would be um, what spells I knew for that day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. It's 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 always interesting to flavor things to make it unique for you, like how. Yeah. Um, I like to flavor spells and um, how back in the day that was introduced uh, mm. to you and me, Aiden, where we would yeah. see, like, we would be told how, what does your spell look like? And we would then yep. have to describe how it was for us. Eldritch, mm-hmm. I remember your uh, first character's mm-hmm. Eldritch Blast was a queso blast. Yes, it was a queso blast for a little bit. That's right. Yep. Then I it changed. In my, in our first edition campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. In our first edition campaign, my wizard or magic user, technically, right. his magic missile was uh, a galaxy donut from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> nice. So fire out, wrap around, and nice. Yeah, yeah. Really check it out. Now, these are all some fun ideas to mix up the standard expectations of fantasy RPGs, and these ideas and suggestions extend to all other genres as well. So have fun. Find your own weird character themes and enjoy the stories that follow, because they will, and they'll be memorable. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed and learned. Thank you, Matt. Oh my Thank God, you. give us more, please. Jesus, uh, those were all so good. I know. Handsome man. He is, he is. There is one other one that's a five minute video that is um, relevant, that is also Matt. Um, if we but... want to do that. I, yeah, it's up to you, Aiden. If... I, could, yeah. I could do that real quick. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, so this one... Take, what, 15 minutes or so? Exactly. This one is... Let me get the link here. Uh, this one is Getting Players to Roleplay GM Tips with Matt Mercer. Oh. Um, which also is relevant to our topic today. Hello, my name is Matthew Mercer. I'm a voice actor and the Dungeon Master for Critical Role here on Geek and & Sundry, and welcome to today's episode of GM Tips. Today's theme, getting your players to engage in more roleplay. Yeah. Now I want to preface this with the idea that you cannot force your players to roleplay. Some just may not be comfortable with it. Some may not be into this game for heavy RP and instead want more of a Diablo-like kill shit take loot experience. And that's totally fine. Totally great. A little worrying, but totally great. <laughs> <laughs> because at first at first it was just kind of a (laughs) and then when it goes to a little worrying that's that's what it it becomes funny i need need to see that again sure 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 uh vrp and instead want more of a diablo like kill shit take loot experience and that's totally fine totally great a little worrying, but totally great. The delivery of very good, very good. But like, legitimate, like to actually bring that up, that is a, a good thing. It depends on your players, of course. Yeah, like, yes. um, the whole 
the whole uh, dungeon crawl experience. That is something yeah. that some players look at D&D and they're like, that's what I want to play. Um, yeah. And that's fair. You know, if that's what you want to run for your players, that's cool. Um, yeah. Doing a <laughs> doing occasional meat grinder is pretty neat. I think I mentioned uh, last week my idea on the Adventurer's Guild Darkest Dungeon-esque yes. um, yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And that it, it'd be cool that. to do for, for a little while if that's what you're in the mood for. Um, and I think all of us are more in the yeah. mood for roleplay uh, these days. Um, but I, I don't yeah, doubt our that... Our group is pretty focused. Oh, I'm Sorry. lagging. I'm lagging, that's why. No, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're lagging right. real bad. bad. Yep. Um, our group is pretty much all about the story. And we want the story <laughs> alongside combat. Yeah, um, the, let me see, oh, Ooh, so, I wonder oh. what his ping is, <laughs> oh, there we go, it's back to 83, hey, there we go, it was at like 2000, don't worry, ah. um, but yes, uh, I, we're, we're all at this point of, like, the, the narrative matters more so than the combat, um, <laughs> and, like, occasionally, I do get that urge to, like, be like, okay, combat, 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 yeah, right, yeah, but it has its time and place. However, you can certainly engage them with some of the following tips, and you may be surprised which elements they pick up and end up liking. My first recommendation is to talk to your group advance about wanting to actually RP more in the campaign. Yes. You don't want them being caught off guard with an aggressive change in GMing style that asks more of them. It puts them in a weird, awkward place where they feel like they have to perform more for you. You want it to be natural and fun. So listen to them. Engage with their eagerness and adjust your expectations accordingly. Next, if the group is on board, have them develop some written... Okay, yeah, so before we go there, um, my my group specifically, um, or not my group, sorry, the group that I'm in on Wednesdays, um, is a little less roleplay-y, right? <laughs> um, just, it's just how it is, unfortunately. Um, yeah. There are, like, three of us that are dedicated to actually, like, roleplaying more so and talking a lot more. Um oh. Which is unfortunate, and we're trying to do, like, things to, to make it so other people are getting into it, but it's one of those things of, like, you can't uh, beat a horse to water and force it to drink. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, which is totally fine. It's just one of those things where we kind of wish that we weren't the only ones who were, who were doing the roleplay. Um, mm. But I remember specifically our, our DM was like, uh, we need to go over some things. What do you guys want? And a lot of us were like, we should do more roleplay stuff. Um, we want to have more chances to just talk to each other and have the group kind of bond and all that stuff, which is something that I would like to actually see happen. But <laughs> um, it, it's it's something that uh, she was like, we all talked about it together at, at the beginning of this current arc that we're on, right? Um, instead of uh, like... And and this was before we started playing it, playing it, right? Which is important, because if you just start doing, like he said, if you just start throwing people in there, the sudden change, and they're not used to it already, then, you know, it's going to be yeah. a little harder. Hmm. Background stories or history about their character, general personality traits, if they hmm. haven't already. I mean, not everyone has to write a multi-page backstory. You just have to have, like, a, a half-page or one-page history that kind of helps them become more invested in their character, if anything. It aids them in finding elements of their history and inform their own personality traits, impulses, and general reactions to elements they may encounter throughout the campaign. It's a useful tool for everyone involved. 
You can even award bonus experience or some other small reward if you feel inclined. Mm. If you need just a little push to finish it, which you will, because we're all human beings who are busy and lazy. And, and very lazy. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. I am also very lazy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're D&D players. We're fucking lazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, that's actually the, the backstory thing reminds me of another thing from another friend of mine who uh -huh. um, he has this thing that he does for his players where uh, he encourages something that he calls campfire stories okay. where um, you take a little bit. It doesn't matter like when, whenever you write like a campfire story that you would tell, you know, random people like your character would would tell. Um, it could be anything that ranges from the purpose that they are adventuring to the other day I saw a man slip on a banana peel and that was funny to me, right? It could be anything at all just so that you can have something that if you ever are around a campfire just together going out uh, adventuring or you just have some downtime, you could just bring up and have a conversation with somebody about. Um, mm -hmm. And he kind of encourages that with people that are... Uh, not necessarily uh, good at coming up with things on the spot just to have something that they write down just to get that idea out there that helps them. Yeah. Um, which I am a full supporter of, but I am not ever going to do because, <laughs> because <Yeah>. I'm lazy. <laughs> and also I don't really write much uh, when it's not mm -hmm. like my world and stuff. Some systems, like 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, have a whole section of the source book on character personalities and backgrounds. That can be great guides to fleshing out a character's personality. Thank you for saying guides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> guides. guides. They don't have to be exact. Like, you don't have to only use the book. Just look at them and use them as guidelines. Yep. Please. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're just rolling forward if you just don't give a shit. Oh, oh, damn it. Get comfortable enough with your early NPCs and their dialogue points to try and engage players with a lot of eye contact and direct gestures. Do not read the entire encounter off the page because they'll disengage immediately and not really be willing to meet you on a level that you're not willing to meet them. When you begin your in-game foray into upping the RP with your players, you really need to speak to them as the NPCs in the same nature that you wish them to RP in return. Make direct eye contact with whichever party member or members are leading that encounter. Lean in and gesture, or point to them when asking a question of their character. <laughs> Let them know that they are in the moment, and this is their moment to seize. When a player begins to describe the gist of their response instead of in character, gently remind them to try and respond in character. Like, great, how would Dermans ask that question to me, the jailer? Mm -hmm. Or, sure, and as those angry thoughts fill her mind, how would Layla express that verbally? Yeah, um, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like uh, one of one of my friends that is a part of my group that I was DMing for a while um, for the quarantine. Uh, he and we've we've all um, all all of us in that group have uh, tried to help him with this. Is he will tell us thoughts more so than he will ah. act in character, right? He'll <laughs> tell us what his character is thinking a lot, and like we're all just like, great, that's great. I'm glad that you're. You're thinking about what your character's thinking, but unless I am using... But my character, yeah, this is an actionable... 
exactly. I, unless I'm, I'm not expressed it. Yeah, unless I'm using a mind like reading spell, I don't know what you're thinking. So what are you doing? What are you saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was um, what Matt actually, and I call him Matt because he's my friend. Of course. Um. Uh, what Matt was so kind to mention was something that I definitely had to get uh, my party uh, in the swing of the first few sessions that mm -hmm. they played was, okay, uh, now that you think that, say that to me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like, say that as the Barbarian, or say that as uh, the Paladin, um, yeah. and express that, and maybe make a roll if it is called for. And um, as a complete side note, I I dig that table so much. Oh yeah, because cool. it has like the stone, the like crack. look to yeah, yeah the yeah, crack. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I guarantee you that's a table that you can like separate into two pieces. And there's like legs that'd be cool on, on like it would support it as two smaller pieces. That'd I dig that cool. so much. Um. Uh. Also, for those of you out there, uh, listening, uh, I apologize for this video being quieter it just is the audio mixing of the video i can't really do much of this unfortunately it mm. is quite quiet but yeah quite what quite quiet quiet what quite quiet that's my new character name quite quiet what quiet there's sometimes a different <laughs> or silly voice can help textures speaking in a lighter place on your palate or just something that's a little different than your normal speaking voice Fun voices and accents are by no means necessary for the game, but they can help you, as well as your fellow players and GM, separate your in-character dialogue from your own thoughts and comments in the game. <laughs> Physicality helps too. Think of how different your character would hold themselves compared to you. Would they sit up straight, broaden their shoulders, or curl up and act like a crazy person? Maybe they give giant bombastic gestures. You know, you may find yourself physically embodying your character in RP moments more often once you think on these little details. For all you GMs, you um. I will say, um, when I was playing Yulon, um, I would sit straight, I would have my arms mostly, like, uh, not crossed, but, like, resting near each other, like, so that I could have my hands kind of close together most of the time. Mm -hmm. I, I found myself, like, being the good boy, being the attentive good boy, mm. um, whereas when I play Gimbal now, um, I'm slouched, I'm, like, completely, like, in the chair just like half sideways sometimes just <laughs> relaxed as shit because that's how he is right mm -hmm. i <laughs> i yeah. find myself doing that shit because it's fun yeah. mm -hmm. uh whenever i play uh boris i'm like always fiddling with something oh yeah um and mm -hmm. there are certain npcs in my campaign that i cannot play that npc sitting down yeah, yeah, like, exactly. In, yes. In, in in particular, there's a hag called Sissy Mildred yep. that I cannot do if I'm not shifting from foot to foot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And like balling up both of my like uh hands into like one giant fist kind of. Yeah. Um and like just sort of like shifting around and like uh, beady, shifty eyes looking at everyone uh, while simultaneously talking to everyone and yet no one. Yep. Um, yeah. And a guy by the name of Shaky Joe. Right. Shaky yeah. Joe is a lot like the same, and he's uh, he's always very uh, very uh, 
uh, is always willing to placate everyone and make everyone be happy and, you know, is very much like hands upturned, like a, like a don't hurt me kind of, and uh, looking, looking at everyone and make sure that the person who's closest to him doesn't look like they're going to shiv him. Mm. <laughs> and I know whenever I'm playing uh, Mexnir, I'm always... I'm pantomiming each action that he takes. If he yep. sits up straight, like I'm actually sitting up straight. Like I have, I'm suddenly more attentive. If he's sleeping, I'm actually like reclining fully back in my chair and yep. snoring yep. that yep. way. So I actually, it, it lets you get into the headspace of the character that you're playing a lot easier. Oh yeah. It's super fun. Like with Mez, I'm like, I'm definitely more hunched over and I'm like doing like some moving of my like my head and like my hands every now and again like it's nothing that anyone could ever see unfortunately but, yeah. I, but I'm playing helps. as a it small helps. dude <laughs> right yeah, but it it helps yeah oh yeah absolutely super fun so yeah. much fun need to be patient for some players, it's a really big step in letting go of their own insecurities mm -hmm. and embracing the play that makes these games so wonderful. Don't expect a huge sudden change. It may just take a while, sometimes a very long while, if at all. Be supportive. Compliment players after a session for good role playing and don't scold them for any missed moments or opportunities during the session. Players, also be supportive. Um, just before this, um, well, actually, it goes with being supportive. Yeah. Um, with uh my friend who would say things out loud we would um definitely like we were complimenting him every time we like we complimented each other every time we had like a particularly good moment like mm -hmm. it's just it's just one of those things of like when you go fuck dude that was great that was super yeah. cool good job right mm -hmm. like i really enjoyed that it's really it's really nice to hear and nice to say yeah mm -hmm. but and i mean hell I was all over it when when Aiden came up with you guys' name. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. god, I fuck everybody loved it." Yeah, yeah, it was great. And that was well. I mean, I oh the spoilers, oh, but um, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, technically, but, that's already out when this goes. Oh, out, is oh so. okay. I thought it was not yet. Yeah, um, it, it comes comes yeah. out tomorrow, so it'll it'll be uh, out. Oh, okay. This um, comes Friday, so. Um, but yeah, even stuff like that even an out of character thing that relates to the game can can be like that oh yeah totally yeah your other players and willing to elevate your less comfortable players let them have the spotlight pay attention to them when they're speaking and back up their statements with your own in character moments indeed or exactly Layla, if they make a good point in rp most of all have fun even just the slightest shift in this direction can lead to some of the most immersive RP experiences. But you have to make sure that all these experiences are still fun for everyone involved. That's the key to the game, and that's the key to really making your players want to engage more on a role-playing level. Anyway, I hope these tips have been useful to you at all. Uh, you can find more GM tips here at geekinsemory.com. I look forward to seeing you somewhere on the internet in the near future. Thanks, Matt. Yay. Good video. Thank, thank you, Mr. Mercer. I call him Mr. Mercer because I don't know him personally, ah. and I'm respecting him from a distance, oh. Aiden. <laughs> oh, oh. I should introduce you to my <laughs> friend sometime. That would be nice. Then I wouldn't <laughs> to call him Mr. Mercer. I Technically see. speaking, Boo, I've never met you either. It's true. <laughs> and I don't hear you calling me Mr. Boo. <laughs> no. Doesn't or even your give highness. you. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't even give you your full title. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's not heir apparent. Oh.
Um, but yeah, those, I mean, absolutely with that final point of just like comfortability and all that shit, just, it's mm. just, it doesn't, it, I mean, it doesn't need to be said, but it's good that it's said. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't shit. need to be said, but it still needs to be said, apparently. Mm. Apparently. Yeah. For some people. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. That's uh that's gonna do it for our content today that we are covering. Yeah. Um let's let's go over some final thoughts, boys. Uh honestly everything was really good. Yeah, I know. I, I kinda just agree with everything that was said. I don't really have anything to add. Other we're, we're a discussion like channel, not a reaction channel. <laughs> Come on. Uh, okay. We need to say things, we need to add. Oh, okay, then I'll add this. Flank the woman. Oh God! Oh. No! Why? <laughs> Re? Uh... Why is it that the the one episode we have where we agree with everything that was said <laughs> is also the episode that has two of the most heinous inventions? Rage Shadow Legends. <laughs> Ugh. Or wait, was it was no. it Plank the Woman or was it uh no. um Stranger Things? <laughs> because oh, God, there was a thumbnail too. with Stranger Things. Damn. Uh, it's just no. We're, we uh, can just make it three of the most heinous things, I suppose. No. <laughs> I don't want more heinous. <laughs> Today was good. I don't want more hyenas. Yeah, no more hyenas, only good things. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But anyway. Yeah. Um, as always, read your player's handbook and wash your filthy hands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stop spreading um, that Rona. Mm-hmm. Put your goddamn phone away. <laughs> um, or I'll fucking snap it in half. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll cut your hands off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with that said, uh, yeah, I, I don't really feel that there's too much that I can add on because most of these videos are pretty eloquently put and covered their base as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're very solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stay safe and roll high. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, just echoing everybody else. These videos were fucking good things. Good. It's a good to have a good episode every 15. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have to have the next positive episode be on April first. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, thank you, thank you to everyone's uh, content there. XP to level three. You got uh, Ginny D. Yeah. You got uh, Geek and Sunshine with Matt. My friend Matt. Yep. Mm. <laughs> all, all of our best friend. Um, mm. Except Boo, apparently. Except for Boo. Yeah, yeah. he's really got to get on that. Um, I yeah. do. And uh, I've never gone to a convention before. What? Oh, well, I need there you to. Go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, remember, you can find this uh, podcast first on YouTube uh, on Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and then again on Mondays on your uh, podcasting service of choice, uh, audio podcasting service of choice uh, at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our uh, Devils and Dice campaign that is going up every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that is only on YouTube for now. Uh, I'll start transitioning it over onto 
podcasting services once I actually uh, get a logo made because I'm lazy and also um, I haven't thought about buying one yet. So should we should we still be calling it Devils and Dice now that you guys have a name? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. it's Devils and Dice, was, but the name is yeah. that we have the name as our. Oh, team. I thought you were gonna like the triple A Devil campaign or no, something. No, you no, know? Oh, no, dude. Devils and okay. Dice is like so cool, and yeah. it fits with discussion and discourse. Yeah, it does. It's okay. really cool. Um, yeah, and then like in, yeah, and then we have the the name in game. But yeah, yeah. Um, please uh, remember. Oh, we also have uh, the Twitter account. Uh, mm-hmm. Table talk D and D or Dand. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to tweet at us, um, I've been spacing every now and again to uh, put things out on there because I'm a bad person and also either asleep because we stay up till 5 a.m. playing Warhammer or oh, uh, <laughs> or I just forget to. Oh, please. It was six last time. It was six last time. You're right. Oh, man. You guys um, stayed up. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, Even more than I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, don't forget to leave us uh, comments, likes, um, reviews on the podcast. You know, just make sure to share it with your friends, share it with other people, share it with everyone that you don't know because uh growth is important so that we can we get... are the official medium on <laughs> dungeons and dragons and tabletop role-playing games <laughs> mm. so feel free to enjoy us four times a week uh when we get the podcast up for devils and dice yeah exactly. and uh yeah yeah um I, I will not be content until we are bigger than Critical Role. <laughs> well, I that, do technically have three campaigns will... all ready to go. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> we, we will never I be mean, bigger, two more, you know what I mean. bigger than Total Critical Role. Um, but yeah. yes, uh, and uh, I'll, try to, I'll try to also get us to uh, get more like notoriety out there i've got to figure out more ways but just if you guys po- start posting stuff that triggers people oh yeah you're right that'll get oh, people to notice oh, you're right uh. <laughs> um if you have any good suggestions for topics or uh anything really uh make sure to let us know very important mm-hmm. um you can yeah. send us an email if you want uh we have table talk d and d uh at gmail.com that is our email so if or, you want to send that too you can send us snail mail at uh, <laughs> www.1800-RAID-SHADOW-LEGENDS.GOV. Oh, yeah, of course. Gov. Yep. That's, .gov. that's how you snail mail now. <laughs> yep. Um, but that's yeah, our don't, address. Don't forget to buy postage. Yeah, yes. it's important. Um, be... And you're going to have to give it to NASA to actually get it to us. Oh, yeah, of yes. course. Because yes. we brought we have it from Alpha we, Centauri. That's true. We have an exclusive trade deal. Yep, yep, And yep. so, actually, you know what that means? If we broadcast from Alpha Centauri, mm-hmm. that means that we're already dead by, like, a billion years. It's because true. Because it takes this long mm-hmm. for our shit to actually reach you guys' solar system. Yep. It's taken until Rip 2020. Us. Woo! Rip us. Good stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> we're a few thousand years ahead so of you, you that... fucking plebs. Well, hold on. Does, does that mean that, say, at the time of recording, it is mm-hmm. 2020? Okay. Uh-huh. Does that mean that we are behind the times because when it gets to them it'll be whenever in the future yes. or does it no. mean that we're ahead of the times because we recorded this back in like the 1800s we're, we're ahead of our time we're yeah. behind their time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay yeah so it's 2020 yeah. 
in our universe. Yeah, exactly. And and then it's going to be like the year two universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like the year two million or two billion or something. Yes, exactly. Over there. Where. Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> Very much appreciate it. I hope you continue to. I uh, hope you continue to say, stay safe uh, out there. And uh, you do that thing. Yes, that thing you've been putting off by listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm talking to you right now. All right. You can do mm. both. Come on. Do it. Shit, just guys. To- I just realized. Yeah. We have to redo the whole podcast, oh. the whole thing, uh-huh. because that means they're probably on D and D Billion Edition right now. Oh, you're right. Oh, mm, fuck. No, we can still pitch about Fifth Edition. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and Fourth, whatever that is. What? What do you mean? What? That's never been a thing. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.